In a world where combat sports changes on a dime, two men cover the happenings of it all. What's up, everybody? Professional Wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite, and honestly, it couldn't have gone better. I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating Roman. I thought ROH was a pile of crap. I think corporate ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think he gets here AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly. Don't forget that the only reason WWE cleared him to begin with was because AEW was going to, and they were trying to sign him. Mixed martial arts. And I think everything leads towards Sandhagen, but I I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. I'm choosing Sandhagen, um, especially with his last two performances. Now Jermaine Sterling and Piotr Jan running that back, and the winner of this should definitely get the next title shot. I thought Connor looked fantastic with the kicks. When he got rocked with punches, he went for the guillotine. That was the stupidest move. Do you hear Dustin after the fight admitted, though, that there was like a second there where he was like, oh god, he might have me. Do you think Pena has a chance against Man Nunez? The card isn't very good, in my opinion. Even the undercard, I don't think, is that great. Wayne, um, Gon, and Lewis could potentially be really boring also. That's possible. Definitely. Boxing. Jake Paul by knockout, probably pretty early. It's pretty telling when uh, Jake Paul was like, let's put up our persons against one another and Woodley wouldn't do it. I think Tyron Woodley's gonna win this fight. He's gonna throw combinations of Jake that Jake hasn't seen yet. First off, I'm going to say congratulations to Tyron Woodley for making $2 million. I would like to see Vitor and Jake, because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. Left by a lot so funny that this is the boxing people talk about most instead of the best boxers fighting. This is what boxing has become. The promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best. They protect their own interests, they protect their fighters, and they never let the best fight the best. And there's multiple champions in the same weight class, and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts. And this is what has allowed YouTubers to come in and take over the sport. And much, much more. I have them this weekend. I'm just going to let the board fall to me. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, CMC. Hopefully I can get one of those running backs. I did my draft tonight, as y'all can see with my Viking jersey on. You have like your really, really top tier wide receivers, but then there's a pretty big drop off. They didn't speak English. So like the UFC like wasn't getting them title fights as fast as people who did speak. So it absolutely was happening for, for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up though is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Arlovsky show up on AEW Dynamite. Like, I, Not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Arlovsky. We've seen Cejudo on Dynamite. We've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite. We've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez. Like, it just, like, the fact that Tony Khan actually just did that. Fightful. Fightful. Steven Jensen. Yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh, Fightful Select Weekend Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RVD Tito for Loyal. Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, straight from YouTube.com. Live rounds. The marksmen have arrived. Have arrived. Watching live rounds with Doug and Steven and being introduced to you by the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Live Rounds, episode 40. Um, got a lot to talk about today. 
uh, two big pay-per-views this weekend. Also, we have a Tony Khan announcement that is lingering that we'll find out tomorrow on. Um, Cesaro is free agent now that we found out last week. So I want to talk about that. Um, and I'm sure many more things to come. Uh, I've, I've been super stressed, but now I'm feeling pretty good about WrestleMania weekend. It was, uh, the problem with it is, is there's so much going on that if I pick this show, I'm missing this show type thing. And then like, what, what do I decide? So um, when they announced Moxley versus AJ Gray uh, at spring break, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to have to do this show. Um, WrestleCon looks pretty nice. You know, they announced Bandito versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, They've got the Briscoes versus Loki and Homicide. So I think star-wise, WrestleCon's going to have more, but I feel like it's going to be like a star-studded house show. And GCW is going to be more like super pay-per-view effort type of show. So I stuck with GCW. Um, X-Pac also versus uh, Joey Janela. So that's going to be dope. Um, and then Murdoch versus Alex Cologne for the for their, uh, what is that? Extreme Death the, title. The or? Extreme title, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's going to be a crazy death match. So, oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. That's a, sorry. AJ Gray's title is the extreme title. Alex Cologne's ultraviolet title. Ultraviolet title. There you go. Um, so you, you're going to have a, a big mixed bag there. So I went with that. And then just something was telling me about Ring of Honor. Like, I think I should go to this show. It's it's a really nice venue. Um, I think, you know, when it's going to have Bandito versus Gresham, so that's not that bad. I really feel like FTR is going to face the Briscoes. So I'm going to go ahead and get my tickets. So I got tickets. I got good seats for pretty cheap, like probably like uh, five rows from the floor, like in the stands, $25. So I was like, okay, we'll do that. So I ended up getting ROH tickets, and then they announced today uh, Swerve versus Alex Zane, Ninja Max on the card, Bandito versus Gresham, of course. And I have another theory, because I guess this is kind of going to fall into the Tony Khan announcement, possibly. But I just feel like this has something to do with ROH. I, whether he purchased it, whether he purchased the library, uh, whatever the case may be, I feel like something could be. So if it's not FTR, I possibly feel like the Briscoes could be facing Brian Danielson and CM Punk because they're all getting placed into the Hall of Fame. And I just think that that could be like a really cool uh, Hall of Fame ROH match to get people's attention. So if it's not that, then it could possibly be that. Um, But yeah, I just I think WrestleMania weekend starting to shape up. So it's looking pretty good. And then Mania, I just keep like. Oh God, what have I done? Like, (laughs) I just keep seeing matches and just, I'm like, Oh my God. So anyways, mania starting to, to shape up. If you're going to be in town mania weekend, hit me up, let me know. Um, I'm definitely going to be around all over the place. I'll be at WrestleCon. I'll be at ROH. I'll be at GCW both nights at mania. So if you want to meet me or run into me, whatever, that's, that's probably be a, a good time. So Anyways, I've rambled enough. What's going on with you, Steven? You know, just watching a lot of wrestling, getting ready for uh, these fights this weekend, all that good stuff. Went to Terminus this past week, live in Atlanta, and that was a lot of fun. Um, 
so yeah, a lot of good stuff going on over here. And as always, shout out to our friends over at Unkind Esports for being a part of the show. They are the place to be if you're into esports, if you're into gaming, anything in that stratosphere. They're good people. They're wrestling fans. They're MMA fans. And Rob Van Dam's involved involved over there. So, I mean, you know that you're in good company with a lot of wrestling fans over there. So check it out. They've been streaming a lot more lately on Twitch, getting really involved in FIFA. I know they're looking for people to play Halo. So if you're a Halo player or really just looking to get into streaming or gaming at all, hit up Unkind Esports. They're good people over there. So I just want to give them a shout out real quick before we really started diving into the show tonight. So uh, make sure to follow them on all social media at Unkind Esports and UnkindEsports.com is their website. But, dude, I got really pumped up today for the Ring of Honor stuff. Like, just seeing yeah. that Ninja Mac and um, <clears throat> and that um, Alex Zane was going to be on there. And, it, and hopefully he's recovering fast because his arm got split up open bad. Um, yeah, and shout out, shout out to Denise Salcedo. She's going to be doing yeah. Ring of Honor, which, like, my friend over there at Fightful, me and her do impact reviews together for Fightful. So, really cool yeah. to see her doing her thing, too. And I'll be uh, at GCW in Atlanta not this weekend, but next weekend. So, um, so yeah, I got a lot of good stuff coming up too. I mean, you got mania weekend, so you have like a whole like buffet of like things to choose from, but I got some good stuff coming around Atlanta lately too. So it's, uh, it's been good. Yeah. And it's pretty dope too, because we got loco April 23rd also. And then, um, Houston got dynamite. So we're getting dynamite May 18th. So I've pretty much got something going pretty much like every month which is always fun and then uh see what 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 comes to us i guess um but i'm i'm definitely looking forward to getting out there and doing some things uh also roh announced a meet and greet as well so that's gonna be sick i'm i'm very big i've been spoiled but like to me when i went to um lockdown for tna fan fest in 2007 to just be able to meet basically like the entire roster, each person was $10. So it, it was totally up to you, but like, it didn't matter if it was AJ Styles, Sting, Kurt Angle, they were all 10 bucks, like whoever you wanted to meet. So to be able to meet like basically the entire roster and then go out there and then the next day get to actually see them perform live, like that was a super cool experience. And that's something that I've always enjoyed in like Ring of Honor and the Indies. And it's kind of a thing that like all wrestling companies have adapted to. Um, one of the best experiences ever I ha- that I have was a Double or Nothing in Vegas. I went to Starcast. I met twenty seven people, and I I hustled my butt off for those two days. And um, it's just really cool. So I'm definitely looking forward to meeting a lot of wrestlers and seeing a lot of wrestling, and also just seeing everything right from indies to WWE, like all of it. So. It should be a super cool experience. I've never had a bad WrestleMania weekend. Like it's it's also it's it usually one of the funnest wrestling experiences I've ever had. They're always really memorable. So people that are on the fence about WWE, like there's so much great stuff about WrestleMania weekend that has absolutely nothing to do with WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, very true. And I know I DM'd you the night I went to Terminus, but like I, I forgot because it's been so long. Like I went to the last Terminus show, but like just kind of with the pandemic and everything, just hadn't been going and hadn't been thinking about like ahead of time a lot of this stuff that I normally would have. And I told you I was bummed out when I saw somebody 
get Santana to sign a Santana AEW figure right in front of me. And I was like, why did I not bring a, like, duh, like he's here. He's like, he, he didn't even charge for it. You know and he was just like, after the show, just like a, like kid who just like asked him with a paint pen. And it was like, yeah. oh man, I could have totally like, so now I have to be thinking about that. I'm really hoping Doug, I don't, I knock on wood. I don't, I fingers crossed. This is a big, a big hope of mine. So I wrote an article about Matt Cardona in the most recent Fightful magazine. And my my edition hasn't come yet in the mail, but hopefully it will by then. And hopefully at GCW, I can get Matt Cardona to sign my article and my paper, and then I can frame that. Yeah. I think that'd be a really cool thing to be able to have I, in my office. I think Cardona is definitely going to be around. So I, I, I think you're definitely going to have a shot. Plus, you could be like, hey, I'm the guy that did the article. Yeah, that'd be a cool moment. So yeah. Um, one thing that uh, so AEW is having a fan fest for their pay per view, and one thing that they're doing is you pay one hundred and twenty five dollars, and like I think it's series seven, um, they're going to give you the figure and they'll have the person sign it. So like you pay one hundred twenty five, one twenty five, but you get your figure and then you get Lance Archer to sign the figure or Nyla or FTR or whoever it is. Young Bucks. I'm not sure all who would be involved, but that's kind of a cool idea, like a cool concept at a fan fest. Um, and then like Jericho is $200, but he's giving you like a special gift that I don't know what it is or whatever, but you do get to meet Jericho, you get your picture taken with him, and then you get a special gift for like 200 bucks. That's got to be the one you do, right? Like you, you were—he was right in front of you years ago. And oh, like, I would do it, but I'm just saying it's at the fan fest at AEW to, uh, this weekend. I won't be. Oh, there. oh, oh, gotcha. But I mean, I, I would do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. Um, and then like, some, man, the prices have gone up so much. Like, I met Sammy Guevara for fifteen dollars. Sammy Guevara is a hundred bucks now. Sammy Guevara is a hundred bucks. <laughs> like. Uh, Eddie Kingston's like 75. The House of Black is like one, 125, I think. Like it's it's pretty steep, but Britt Baker's 75. Um, but yeah, that's basically what, what happens when guys get bigger, you know what I mean? And that's that's kind of what's cool though. Like I met Roxy for free, I met Ninja Mac for free, like, and they're probably going to be bigger names down the line. Like sometimes it's just cool to meet them in the Indies and then watch them take off. Cause it will happen. There'll be a lot of people that will end up being signed out of this deal. So um, pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, definitely got a lot to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone watching right now, make sure to hit that thumbs up button. And if you want to leave a super chat or use the donation link down below, um, me and Doug will make sure to answer your questions. We'll put them up on the screen. And uh, if you have any statements, anything you want us to read, anything at all, we will uh, make sure to address those throughout the show. Because I know y'all probably have a, have a lot of thoughts about Revolution because like it's a stacked card. And I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of opinions on like who's going to win which match and that kind of stuff and a lot of these storylines. And then we got a polarizing, I mean, covington Masvidal, like that's happening. So we're going to talk about that. And, uh, and then, of course, Cesaro. I know a lot of people are excited to see the return of Claudio Castagnoli like, out of WWE. So, um, yeah, we're going to get into some of these topics here, here in a second. But uh, what do you want to start with with all this? Um, 
So I guess we could, how do you feel about the Tony Khan announcement? Do you think that that's what it's going to be, New Japan or Ring of Honor or a streaming service? Like, I think it's got to be something around there. Yeah, I think it's probably something in that ballpark. Um, We had talked last week about the idea of the rights to the Bullet Club. Something that has to do with just like more than just AEW itself. Um, it really feels like because he said right that there's not it's not like a, a, a talent announcement or anything right. like that. And so. it's like it's for the it's something for the fans that he thinks they'll enjoy or like I don't know. It's just it just seems like it's something around that area. Yeah, and I'll say this: I think no matter what it is, Twitter will probably uh, just whine that it wasn't good enough. Just yeah, go into this. Sure. Just go into this. Everybody watching, like if there's any influence, I can I can. Uh, make on you at all when it comes to watching wrestling, especially when it comes to AEW, which is a company that I really feel like has done a lot of really good stuff for us over the last few years. Like, all they're trying to do is, so they already have all these boxes checked, right? Where, like, the wrestling is great. The storylines are great. There's long-term stories. Like, the the build-up winds up having these great payoffs and all this stuff. And they also pepper in a lot of these announcements. And I know some people think it's kind of overkill, like, Tony Khan just keeps going back to the announcements to try to pop ratings and stuff. But like, why would y'all complain about that? Like we have a wrestling show that has everything. Like the matches are great. The stories are great. And we're also getting surprises on like a regular basis. Like I understand that there's issues sometimes with, you know, there's only so many spots and, and, you know, people get lost in the mix and those kind of things. But at the same time, it's like, are we really gonna, are people going to really complain that we're getting like, surprises all the time on these shows on top of just great shows so uh, my, my expectations are I, I really don't have expectations i guess like no, nothing's gonna disappoint me that he could say you know what i mean like like what could he possibly say out there that i could, I could be mad about you know yeah i mean i i just don't know like the problem is it's such a broad brush that it's since it's not a talent signing, I mean, you're you're thinking everything under the sun, right? And then if it's just it's John like, Cena, you know, we're coming out with a coloring book. It's not it's not going <laughs> to yeah. go over well, you know what I mean? So um, I, I don't I don't know, but uh, I I do think um, I do think that it's going to be interesting to see what it what it turns out to be. I will say this though, too, Stephen, how's that coding meter going for you? Dude, it's going back towards the direction of like, I don't know if he's going, dude. I don't like, either. Like, I heard Sean Ross Sapp the other day, and he wanted to make sure he said if Cody is going to the WWE. He said things are being really, really silent, and nobody is talking. And he that, that doesn't seem like someone that's about to come in. Like, why would it be like that? If you signed him, I think people would start to be like, yeah, it's happened. We got him, you know, whatever. And now it's like, I feel like they're th- like, that son of a bitch worked us. Like he worked us. And now like what they're embarrassed and they're quiet about it. And then like, I, I don't know, like to me, it's almost like they de- they decided to meet and they're like, you know what? Everything gets leaked out. Like, let's really pull one on everyone. And like, talking T- like TK and Cody. Yeah, all yeah. of them. Yeah, like, yeah. Like hardly anybody knows. And he's like, we're going to just tell everybody you're gone. It's over, you know, and, and we're telling Dave, we're telling Sean, we're telling everyone. Like we've moved on. We couldn't come to a deal. You release a statement, you do all of it. You know, people are going to buy this stuff. And then the WWE, 
what if Cody actually did call? Hey, I'm a free agent. You want to talk? Oh, you're going to offer me this? Great. Now he knows his number, whatever. Now it's out there like, oh, yeah, they they believe they got him. And then it's like, yeah, I'm not signing that. And then I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I have no – because it's still weird. But I'm telling you, I was like – way over here certain he was he was going to the WWE and now I'm more like you know like it's starting to feel like they might have pulled one on us well well, it's with each passing week right because the closer they get to Wrestlemania and it doesn't happen the more you're the less and less likely that it's happened because yep they wouldn't be waiting if he was signed yep so like I I feel like he is not signed at least right now so I, I don't know. Like, it, here's the other thing. And it's funny because, like, I saw the raw rating was like a 1.7 or something, which yep. is like, I guess, around what they <laughs> normally do, maybe a little better than they have been lately. But how many of it is people like me and like Bill? I saw Bill on Twitter <laughs> yep. that are literally He's so only, mad too. <laughs> that are literally only watching in case Cody shows up. No, you know that's what I mean? It. Like, and, and after a couple of weeks, like, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing it. I don't like, I, I've watched the last two weeks. I feel like I've done my time. In that time span, I think I've seen two matches that were pretty good, and they both involved Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Like, um, like you know, duh. Uh, so, so yeah. I mean, it's just I don't think I don't think I can keep doing it. But I would also hate myself if I missed it. You know, like that's I, that's the only well, thing I'd have FOMO about it on the WWE. Well, and my thing is too, though, is like if you are going to debut him. You really like you're gonna go ahead and go with Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. You're gonna go with like possibly Pat McAfee and Vince McMahon or Pat McAfee and Austin Theory with McMahon in his corner or whatever. But like you're gonna choose these matches and just say that we'll just hold off Cody till after Mania. I just don't buy that. I don't buy that. Not when you're trying to sell out Jerry World two nights in a row. No, you you pull out all the stops. I I I, I don't know, and I don't know if they've got Steve Austin. Like, That's what's worrying me now because <laughs> Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins are talking about winning the tag team titles and all. And then Booker T's cutting a promo on Kevin Owens talking about how you don't talk about Texas. And I'm just like, uh-uh, like, come on. At this point, the only reason why I think Austin's definitely in, because he hasn't said a word. Like, right. he went radio silent. He hasn't, like, denied it. I, I just feel like he would have said something if it was total BS. So. And like I said, in August, he got a ring. It's showing that he's eating clean. Like, he's on his Instagram. He's showing some of the meals he's eating. Like, I feel like that is going to happen. I just don't know if it's literally going to be like someone's going to confront Kevin Owens at WrestleMania and we never see Stone Cold till Mania and then the glass hits. Or it's actually going to be like, some Monday night in front of a big market, Austin's music hits and he challenges him at WrestleMania or whatever. I have no idea. I mean, would you be, would you, as, as a fan that's going to this, yeah, would you be yeah. more, that's paid for this. Would you, uh-huh. would you rather, would you be more satisfied with, like, I know you, you would be more satisfied, I'm sure, with them like having an advertised match because like you get to see a Steve Austin return yeah. match, like officially. Yeah. But right. like, is it still worth it? Like, do you feel like you still got your money's worth? Like, if he, if it is just him, like Austin, just the glass shatters after Owens' match or whatever, and he comes out, beats down Owens and stunners him, but it isn't a match. Like, is that would you was because this is like a big thing that like tipped you towards 
buying a WrestleMania ticket. Right? Cody so, like, and Austin are like the only reason I bought tickets this thing. And now I feel like I'm I'm borderline might not get either. And so then Brady but, Orton just got hurt also. So like, I don't know yeah. how bad shape he's in. So like if they don't do Orton and Riddle either, like, oh my God. Yeah, Montez Ford landed right on Orton. It looked like it was like his uh his shoulder or his yep. chest. Or it looked like he either knocked his wind out or like broke his or hurt his ribs or something. I couldn't tell. Right. And he also has he's had shoulder problems in the past too. So I always keep that in mind. But anyways, what you were saying is would it did like detect me like would I've not bought tickets if then knew that it wasn't happening or no no so like let's say WrestleMania comes and goes and like yeah and all and all you get like you do get Steve Austin, but it's just him coming out for a couple minutes and like it's not a match, it's just him beating up Kevin Owens like after a match. Like would you feel like you got your money's worth, or like do you feel like you only really get your money's worth if it's like an advertised like return match for Steve Austin? I feel like beggars can't be choosers, and you just, just seeing him and hearing the music and the whole thing is enough. That's that's yeah. it. Yeah. I'm here for the glass to shatter and him to open a can of whoop ass and leave. Like that's, I mean, if they do a match, then that's great. If they actually have like build up and a video package and the whole nine, then I'm all for it, right? But I, it's not necessarily my expectations. Um, and also, why would they do that if, like, they're trying to use this to put butts in seats? Like, why wouldn't they be advertising that Steve Austin is going to be Texas. there, you know? It's, exactly, Texas. yeah. And, like, Austin is doing a thing on March 31st, which is, like, a Thursday. That's the Thursday night. He's doing a meet and greet at a bar, that, and he's uh, debuting, like, his new lager or whatever. And, I mean, the meet and greet sold out in minutes. Like, VIP meet and greet sold out. So... People are already like ready for him to come back. They've bought into the fact that he's coming back, in my opinion. And 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 like you said, there's not like a lot of casual viewers anymore. So like people know that Stone Cold is coming back based on what they read on the internet, right? right. So I, I do feel like um it has to be something, but I just don't I just don't know. Like, it, it kind of reminds me of the Bischoff thing at No Way Out. You remember, like, where he, mm -hmm. like, his job was to get Stone Cold, and he, like, went all over the place looking for Stone Cold at bars and all that stuff, and then Austin finally came and beat his ass and then left, and then he was back for only a month later, and then he retired, which we had no idea was going to happen. Um that that is what it kind of reminds me of and i hope it's more than that i will say that i hope it is more than that but we'll see what happens yeah and then if seth rollins if cody is not there i don't know what seth rollins is gonna do unless like it could be rollins and owens in a tag match and like austin could still come I, out and I like thought beat of up too. owens afterwards or whatever or well and i mean it, you could them. do it you could do a sting thing, right? I mean, you could have Austin in a tag match. He's still coming back. He still can whoop someone's ass, you know, but he doesn't have to do the full load. So it's who would be his partner at that point, you know? Um, Rock. <laughs> maybe. You know? They'd be advertising maybe. that, though, big time. There's no way The Rock's not going to get advertised. Well, for and what's, what's crazy is in Texas as well, The Rock showed up. And faced the Wyatt family, oh. and Cena showed up right after surgery, and like they beat, they squashed him in in like less than a minute, 
And this is kind of like the same thing. This feels very similar to like unprepared, just kind of throwing things together. Um, it was Triple H and Roman. You know who it What's should the main be? Event? What's up? It should be it should be Austin and the Undertaker. In yeah, that Texas. would be dope. Like yeah, Undertaker's getting dope. inducted, last match, like with the gets the crowd. Yeah, he doesn't have to do a lot. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. That would be cool, actually. Yeah, and that's like the like, best idea I think I can come up with. And then it's like honest. the old school badasses that like you've crossed the line talking about Texas the way that you have. Like, yeah, I I, I think that Corey and he and he wouldn't even have to be the dead man. He could just be the American badass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Sean. Really, all these guys are from Texas. Like, oh yeah, I for mean, sure. So, but I, I I think Sean's done. I don't know. Yeah. But no, no. I, I definitely done. prefer Taker. Given that, well, he's and with the Hall, the Hall of Fame, Fame and all yeah. that, and he never got to be in front of a crowd. You know, it was just him and AJ uh, in the, yeah. the cinematic match. So, I, I like that idea. Honestly, it makes makes sense. If they want to pull that, then I think that that would be cool. Cool way to say goodbye to two legends. Yeah, we had a couple super chats. Yeah, so this is going to kind of go into the Cesaro one. Um, Dirty, thanks for the super <laughs> chat. I appreciate it. Should the Kings of Wrestling return in AEW? Um, I love the Kings of Wrestling. I would love nothing more for that music to hit. And, you know, K-O-W, Kings. Um, but, man, I just, I, I'm on the fence with Chris Hero. Like, that guy to me looks like a retired guy. And, uh Cesaro to me looks like a guy that is like still really can go and is not ready to be done. And I also, we never really saw like out of shape Chris Hero with Cesaro in the Kings of Wrestling. Like Chris Hero was in great shape during the Kings of Wrestling. So for like a one time thing, I think it'd be kind of cool, but it doesn't give me the same excitement that it would have years ago based on kind of the state of where Chris Hero's at. Yeah. I think the, if, if Chris Hero can go like, which I mean, he was still wrestling well in NXT UK. It's just, they were just using him just to put other people over pretty much. But yeah. um, But, and even like his indie run pre NXT UK, when he gained all that weight again, like he was like the top indie guy. Like that was so bizarre how he was used when he came back to WWE. Like, him him and Nigel will be the guys that I thought for sure were going to be like the guys stars in the future of the industry. And it just didn't happen for both of them. Yeah. And a lot of different reasons, but those are the two to me that are like the ones that got away. Cause I yeah. remember like hero when he was like in his prime, like great on the mic, unbelievable in the ring guys that size don't really move that like that and so smart just such a student of the game um just so good and then nigel i mean same thing man it just it it really bums me out that it didn't work out for those two because they deserve a lot of respect and i just don't think people really viewed them like they should yeah yeah especially with uh like his hero has been around for so long. He got, he was like, I think he started in like the late nineties. Yeah. Like he, I think he was around when WC, like before WCW went out of business, like as crazy as that is. And he never once ever made it to WWE raw ever. Like it's just wild all this time. Um, but that said, 
like I'm definitely once again if Chris Hero can go, I'm down for the Kings of Wrestling, especially because the AEW tag team division is so stacked. Like there's so many good teams, like that they could have so many good matches with. But at the same time, I would want Cesaro. Uh, I want him in like the main event scene as a singles guy. Like that's, yeah. you know, and the fans want it. The fans have wanted it for over a decade in the WWE. Like he's clearly one of the top, you know, it's hard because he doesn't get to show it much, but he's definitely one of the top like in-ring wrestlers in the world still. Like if he just is allowed to do what it, what he wants to. Well, and, he's, he's like the perfect example of what they tell a guy before he signs and the actions that they do after they sign, and then, like, nothing. Yeah. He pinned Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. He was going to – he faced Roman on a pay-per-view, and then it was over. It was yeah. over for him. And I think a lot of that had to do with Brian Danielson being part of the booking back then in WWE – and when he left, then it was like Cesaro basically his time was over. Um, so I, I think that that's a big part of it too. But my thing with Cesaro is, is I hated the way that he was booked with Heyman. Like it was too serious. Cesaro has to be kind of like a lovable, comedic, like – guy but can be a badass as well he he has a little bit of a different flair to him that i don't think that they've ever capitalized on and i don't know if you know what i'm talking about but i just he can't just be like a big man that's a badass that does like he's more fun he does more fun things he knows how to play to the crowd more he's more of a in my opinion, he's a guy that shows up at a, a GCW and just totally like rocks the place and the crowd goes crazy for him because he just knows how to like have fun but be a badass. I, I don't know. Like to me, Claudio Castagnoli, like that is what I think about with that guy. And I think that they always looked at his size and they tried to just make him like this like serious badass guy and it just doesn't work like the bar with like um Sheamus and stuff like that's not Claudio Kings of Wrestling is Claudio you know it, it he's much more of a cocky kind of guy like i don't know what do you think um i i mean He's so talented in the ring that I feel like he can, but I, I get what you mean. Like, in certain but I mean, for him to be like that main event level guy, yeah. I, he's he's different than big guys. He's well, and different. I, and I like I like the idea of him with the manager a lot. Like, I Me too. I was bummed out. Like, I was actually there live. That was uh, that was in New Orleans. I'm pretty sure the night after WrestleMania when. Um, yeah, yeah, because it was WrestleMania 30 because he won the uh, the Battle Royal the night before. And so I was there in the crowd when Cesaro, like, basically swerved Zeb Coulter and then Heyman came out and everyone went nuts because it was like, finally, like, this yep. is perfect. Like, a guy yep. can talk for Cesaro. He can just go out there and be like how Brock is, where he just goes in the ring and just, ha- just, just does phenomenal stuff in the ring. And Heyman can can just hype him up, and for whatever reason, they just it just didn't work. 
And, uh, and even with Zeb, like it worked pretty well with Zeb Coulter. It's just, the, it was the whole like real American thing with, with swagger had just like a ceiling to it. But when he has yeah. a manager, I think he, so and, and AEW does a great job pairing vets with, um, young, younger. Well, I mean, Cesaro is not like a young star anymore, but you know what I mean? Like they, they, there's, there's people that could manage him that they could, they could use. Um, so I don't know who that would be, but, um, I'd have to really think about it, but. I, I, I just but, think it needs to be somebody that has some comedic, some comedy to him, and maybe possibly even a foreigner. Like I don't know, he's just he's just different. He's more of a um, he's just like a fun big guy, you know. Like you can't have Heyman be like my my client Cesaro. Like it just it's not it doesn't hit the same because Brock is like this badass ass kicker, and he's just like ready to destroy things. Cesaro is more like Olay and like, I'm going to throw guys around. And it's just, it, it just, to me, he needs to be booked properly. But I think if he is booked properly, I think it's sky's the limit for that guy. I really do. But I also don't know if AEW is really the best fit because like, I definitely think that that's where he'll go. and, And a lot of his friends are there and they make money and all that. But like, he could be a guy to me that could like tour the indies for like the next like three, four months and just like get the buzz really flowing for him and then possibly go because man, it's just AEW is just becoming all elite wrestling. It's becoming that catchphrase that that's really what it is. Like it is literally the elite of the elite. And it's like, where do you find your footing in? You know what I mean? Which honestly, it kind of takes me to this super chat from John and um, it says, Hey guys, what would uh, impact be on wrestling? If TK does buy ROH, I wonder if this might have been a reason why Brian cage was resigned. Thanks for the super chat, John. I appreciate it. And some people think that if ROH is bought, then TK would run that as well and use guys that aren't being used and put them on Ring of Honor or something like that. Do you think that's a possibility or do you think he would just be strictly AEW? I don't know, because like they already have Dark and that kind of stuff. Right. But, um, I do think if they if Ring of Honor kept a certain type of kind of style to it, to like, you know, that same re- reputation of like you go there to put on like high quality matches. I think someone like Hook would be like really cool to see in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, people that didn't have indie runs, basically. Jade Cargill, um, uh, Lee Johnson didn't have a super long indie run. Um, so like people that didn't really have a chance that have mainly been all AEW uh, for most of their careers, if not all of their careers, it'd be cool to see them go to some some different places. Um, there's other there's a couple other good comments that I saw. Um, William Regal, Chris Hero for for Cesaro's manager. I think those are both good ideas. If Stokely Hathaway was a free agent, like if he yeah. ever gets let go, like he would be <laughs> perfect with Cesaro. Like that'd be my top choice. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think it's totally possible. Like, cause here's the thing. If TK is going to buy ring of honor, I think the most, it's like, I don't know what his motivation is. Like, does he want the, the does he want the tape library? So he could like sell that somewhere or does he actually want to run another another company that kind of feeds into AEW when they already kind of had a system in place where because here's the other thing with, with Cesaro or anybody else 
we always have to keep this in mind. Even if you sign with AEW, you can still work pretty much anywhere but the WWE. So even if Cesaro came in and he signed with AEW and they debuted him or whatever, even if he wasn't there every week, like he could be at GCW for their shows and he could be popping up on IWTV or wherever, like, you know, if, if he wasn't getting booked those dates for AEW. So, um, well, here's the issue know. too, in my opinion, is if you did sign Ring of Honor, like, wouldn't TBS and TNT want to cut at that? Like, are you, you like if you, okay? So say that like you just became a once a month pay per view super card show every single month where you would have like your big names have matches on, and you're mainly just focused on like live event ticket sales, but you would put that on pay per view as well, but like a cheaper price. Like I said, say that. I would feel like TNT or TBS would want to cut in that and want to have that on there as well, because everything now is about live events and live sports and, you know, all these cable networks want that. So that's where I think it'd be a problem. I mean, honestly, if ROH is just going to do this, like the exact formula of Supercard of Honor and just book the most like stacked independent show that you can book every single month and not have like actual contracts or anything like that. Like, I think they could get some buzz. I think they could get people's attention. Yeah, I, I agree, but I don't think there's any point in Tony Khan doing that because I agree. because, because the, the only thing is already... like use people enough. Like that would be the only thing where you could like have another format to where you could have big matches for something else, you know what right. I mean? No, I, I get what you're saying. And also, you know, Jonathan Gresham was backstage at AEW last week at Dynamite. And like, there's, that will lead to even more speculation on if there's something happening with, with Tony Khan, Ring of Honor. Um, but that's the whole thing. Like on AEW's end, really the only benefit they would get would be that. But they already have places. Once again, is AEW Dark Ring of Honor? N- no, but Ring of Honor also really isn't anything at the moment. Like it's just, right. you know, it, it, and what if Ring of Honor is going to try to do basically what GCW is doing, which is what Supercard looks like, like that, like why would Tony Khan need to buy anything? Because like he, like the system is literally still exactly like nothing changes for Tony Khan if he buys Ring of Honor from the perspective of like getting access to, to, to independent talent. You know what I right. mean? Like, I don't even think he'd want that either. I think the main thing he would want is a film library. That's what I think. Insane. And if he if he wanted to do other stuff with it, he might also like some of the names and maybe they have patents on the names. So like he wants to use Final Battle or Death Before Dishonor or whatever. Maybe some of the um, certain factions, you know, whatever that they might have they own. Or I have no idea what their stuff is, but um, I could see him possibly wanting stuff that way but i don't i don't really think that if he like he would want to actually buy ring of honor and run ring of honor i think that he would want the tape library and one of the one of my theories is is that if he did purchase the tape library he can announce it on wednesday and then during the countdown show for adam cole and adam page you have a lot of footage of the bullet club with both of them in it and then they could put that on there and then it would make sense that you're starting to see all this ROH footage on their video packages on things they're building because Tony just announced that they bought the tape library. And for me now, like I remember maybe a year ago, 
we were talking possibly about purchasing the tape library of ROH mm-hmm. because just the fact that the company just wasn't doing very good. And it was like, you really didn't want to go to the WWE, but then I'm like, well, AEW should buy it. But it was like, yeah, but I mean, it doesn't really benefit AEW all that much. They don't have like a ton of guys. Now, I mean, from CM Punk to Brian Danielson to uh, Adam Cole, Adam Page, if you're going to sign Cesaro, I mean, you're just talking like the who's now. Kyle O'Reilly, not Sting. Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby (laughs) Fish. Um, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, even the Hardys. Like, if you wanted to to run back the Young Bucks and the Hardy Boys, you could possibly show like old footage of that. Like, there's just so much now. They're about to get Kazarian. They're about to get swerved. There's just so much out there now where it's like it makes a lot of sense for AEW to buy the film library, and then and people think that it's like. They're going to do both. They're going to announce that they own the ROH tape library and that they're going to get a streaming service. And I don't think that that's going to be the case. I, don't, I think you announce that the ROH tape library first and then the streaming service after that. Like you need to you need to walk before you can run. I don't think they're going to get it all done in like a month. Yeah, I just realized too that you were naming all Ring of Honor wrestlers there. But yeah, I thought because the the AEW roster is so stacked that I didn't even put that together. I thought you were just rattling off like how stacked the roster was. No, but but um, but it, if we were talking AEW though, would you throw Sting in there though as like a as a guy that you think is still like pretty valuable to the company when he's out there? People go pretty nuts, dude. Well, he's on the pay per view. You know? Hell yeah, he like, is. They, 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 you know he's uh he's on the pay per view. His figures sell really well. So, who, who? What am I to say? I mean, I I've enjoyed it. I was there live to see him wrestle. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all for it. They've done a good job. I don't. I agree. I, I, I do. Do you think he's ever going to get a singles match? Yeah, I mean, I really thought it was going to be Cody. It still yeah. might be. Still it still might be. be. Yeah. yeah, when Cody's the outsider and Sting's already seen this play out before, and he's had enough of this, so he tries to stop him. Cody should return wearing Sting's face paint and just <laughs> it's all this whole this whole thing has been a swerve to do Sting versus Cody Rhodes uh for the WCW world title. Um no I uh yeah I I don't know man <laughs> uh yeah, yeah you're like, it's Sting, and I'm like, man, you got to let that go. He's not never been in ROH, but whatever. I'll, I'll let it slide. It's fine. Yeah, he's been there in spirit. Um, <laughs> Always. Yeah. But hey, guys, we got 34 people in here. If you're enjoying this, please smash that like button. If you're looking forward to Revolution, smash that like button. If you are looking forward to Colby and Masvidal, smash that like button. Um, definitely appreciate you guys. If you guys want to send in your preview, your predictions, what you think could happen in the pay-per-view, anything like that, and you want it read out, go ahead and send that in, support the channel, and we'll read it out, uh, let people know your thoughts on it. Um, we had also one more Super Chat that I didn't get to. Uh, let's see here. Uh, two, actually. So um, Chris Warden has Super Chat. Evening, guys. Thoughts on aew running five shows in 10 days during the upcoming west coast tour in my opinion they'll likely sell over fifty thousand tickets total for five shows um i just think it's been overdue they've been wanting to do this for a while they're able to go 
to where the Young Bucks are from, which is going to be huge. It sounds like they're going to main event Rampage, but a, like a live Rampage at a big, uh, big event for them. And then they're going to the Forum, where like Bellator's had events there. Michael Bisping knocked out Luke Rockhold there, I believe. Um, so they've definitely had UFC events there. So it's it's going to be a pretty cool uh, atmosphere. California will definitely be hot for them. I do think it's kind of like, I don't know if it might be too much though, just because I feel like a lot of California people are going to double or nothing for the weekend. Like it's a, it's like a four and a half hour drive or something, but I feel like a lot of people, they'd be there. So it might be a little tired coming back and then going uh, to another AEW show, but I think they will just because it's the first time and uh, it, it'll be cool. I mean, like I said, I think it's overdue. They're also doing in Detroit. Um, they're doing like where the Pistons play. Like that's a big um, arena f- for a dynamite. So they're starting to hit up some pretty big arenas, which means, in my opinion, they plan on busting out some pretty big cards, and they definitely have the roster for it. So I'm really looking forward to that as well. You uh, you think Big Sexy shows up in Detroit, or is I wonder wonder what his deal is with the WWE if he's allowed to do that kind of stuff? I, 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 I don't know. I, he showed up at GCW. That's the only reason yeah, I'm thinking about it. I know. That. I know. Oh. And you would love that, but I, uh, yeah, <laughs> but. It would be kind of weird to have Kevin Nash back on TBS and TNT and all that. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. What do you think about X-Pac? He's all right. He looked a little winded. Um, oh, he was gassed, dude. Yeah. You have to be no, I'm trying to be gassed. nice. I'm yeah. trying to be nice. Uh, he pulled it off, though. Like, he did everything yeah. he needed to, but he was gassed. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, we'll... we'll We'll see how that goes. I'm sure him and Janela will be pretty good. I, I'm sure Joey will kill himself in that match to make it look good. So I, I give him props that. to that. I got to get that T-shirt that uh, he he got the X-Ball T-shirt, like he, the, the six-ball T-shirt, but just with the GCW on the front. I remember oh, when he was talking about like getting in shape and coming back, and I was just kind of like, oh, man, this guy just doesn't get it that it's over. You know what I mean? And then like I never thought GCW would have been a possibility. I would think that now, but like back when he was talking about it, I just didn't. But then, you know, Jeff Jarrett starts showing up and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. Um, So, yeah, you know, it's not terrible. I'll say that it's not terrible. And uh, I think it'll get better as it goes on. Um, So, yeah. yeah, Speaking of Jeff Jarrett, just real quick, um, you know, I'm, we haven't seen or heard anything from him in GCW since he beat Effie. I'm really starting to believe, like, he just said, like, I'm winning. Like, <laughs> they just yeah. like, said he was going to win and, and we'll never see him again. And then on top of that, I just saw that he is now the special referee for all this versus Cardona for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. So, you know, he's getting involved in this. Yeah, like, swerve. Like, it's like, you know, like, Jeff Jarrett's probably going to become the NWA champion sometime soon. Like, I could just And then it, it's so. going to be Cardona and Jeff Jarrett. Like, yeah. they, that that is going to happen. Cardona is literally going after, like, all his childhood heroes. Also, awesome. I, I'm still trying to figure out if Cardona really burned that $1,500 figure. I, 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 I just think he could do it. I don't think I don't, he did it. <laughs> yeah. I think that that is a fake. I don't know. He, yeah. he's shown the back of it and everything. Super one thing is, leg. One thing is that the head is definitely was uh, way more um, lighter than the body. I noticed that, mm-hmm. but 
I, I've heard that some of them come like that, so I don't know, but I just I don't see him doing that. That's a fifteen hundred dollar figure that he would have toasted, and then he would have to try to find it again. And I, there's no way. Yeah, I don't I don't think he actually destroyed it either. Although I do see that sometimes with those figures, like over time, some of the yeah. sometimes the colors on them just like deteriorate somehow. Right. Um. But yeah, I don't think Broski would would do himself like that. Like that's an expensive figure. I don't. I don't. If it was just like an everyday, you know, one that everyone had, he probably has like four of. Like then I then yeah. But I don't think he. No, I don't see that. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, also got another one from Michael. Appreciate the super chat. Uh, how refreshing has this Brock face run been? Never expected all the fan interaction, and he has been real good on the mic again. Like it's O three title run. Yeah, I I'm almost like in kind of like shock awe when I see some of this stuff. I'm like, did Brock just like grab the camera and do a selfie with the kid and then like force the kid because the kid's afraid of him, but then he grabs the kid and makes sure he like touches the belt, like and then like fist bumps him afterwards. Like I'm just like, this is not the Brock Lesnar I know at all. So I'm pretty I'm pretty surprised by it, honestly, but I think it's really good. Like, I think he's he's really become a believable baby face. And I'm telling you, man, I think he's going to win. I really do. I think he's going to win. I just don't – I can't see Roman having a four-year title reign. There has to be a breakup somewhere. And if Brock can't beat Roman, then I don't think anybody's going to beat Roman all the way going into next year's WrestleMania because I don't think The Rock's going to win. And so then, I mean, like, when will it end? So I, I feel like I feel like Brock's gonna win. Yeah, I I still think I'm still I'm still going with Roman, but the, the Brock stuff's interesting with his his whole personality because you know I, I think we talked about it last week a little bit with him being on the McAfee show recently and stuff, and it was like, where did this guy come from? Like they've like this guy's been like this entertaining this whole time, and like they, we just never really seen it. And then I just I thought about like. We did see a glimpse of it in the UFC with the whole like cores cores like his Bud Light don't pay me nothing like yep. go home and get on top of my yep. wife and all this stuff yep. and like granted he was getting booed because he was being like rude but yep. it was like if if he was a beloved guy and saying that stuff he would have been getting cheered when you really think about it you know what yep. I mean like because everyone would have been like oh that's badass like he's sticking it to Bud Light because they're not paying him money oh he's got a hot wife you know what I mean like people yeah. would, uh, like would like cheered it um so now he's kind of just like being that guy but on the wwe tv which is like just something they never really done even the 03 run he did a few things i remember like i think i remember him coming out like a sombrero and stuff maybe when he was like yeah with eddie with guerrero eddie. Yep. like like there was like little things like that but that was really more kind of cartoony and cheesy this is also the 03 run was like kind of on his way out like that's kind of where he yeah. was like, I'm over this. Like he he stayed all the way till the end of 04 or till the WrestleMania of 04, but like 03, he was getting a little checked out. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we'll we'll see. Um we'll see how this all goes for Brock. But it's also I don't know how long he signed there. It's also totally possible yep. he might be wrapping up at Mania again like he does so often and he'll go talk to his sugar daddy Dana White yep. and and Dana will go, hey Brock, I'll give you this amount of money if you come fight for me. And Brock will go right back to Vince and go, hey Dana just offered me this, and Vince will go, 
All right. Well, I'm going to have to read uh, Dana's offer again to keep you. And uh, yep. the cycle continues. So I, I kind of feel like at this point, though, like I think Vince knows that he's not going to the UFC. And then also it's like the money is so high there now where it's really not that tough of a negotiation. Like, yeah, OK, I'll pay you this now. Sounds good. Sign. Cool. You know, limited dates. Great. All right. Sounds good. Be there. And it's done deal. I don't think it's going to be because the, the thing about Brock now is he can just he seems to really enjoy what he's doing, too, which is kind of weird. You know, like, yeah, he's, talking it, about it. he's like, what else would I be doing with my time? Like, I get paid a lot of money to do this and I like doing it and like I'm good at it. And otherwise, I'd just be like on my farm. Like, yeah, you know, might as well. well do he's like, when are, you, when are you going to stop doing it when those checks stop coming in? Well, those <laughs> yeah. checks aren't going to stop coming in. So, you know, he's going to be doing this for a while for, uh, for what I think. So we'll I, see. I, I love watching him just like growing around with like McAfee and those dudes where they're just like, yeah. like he just seems like a normal guy for like the first time ever. And like, it's actually really refreshing to see. So, you know, you know what it kind of reminds me of too? Cause I remember, I remember watching Ken Shamrock in the WWE and I would be like, man, like it, he's just missing Mike's skills. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's really what he, he lacks. And then like, I would watch him and Tito go to war. And I'm like, if this Ken Shamrock was in the WWE, like he would have been money. And I remember watching him and Don Fry uh, get into it at a pride press conference I literally like almost cracked a rib. It was so funny. Like his temper is so off the charts and he just sits there and he's just stewing like a little kid, like just, (laughs) you know, and he just, I was dying laughing and um, he was so entertaining. And, And I felt like if you could bring that real Ken Shamrock to the WWE, he would have been a huge star. And, like, that's kind of the thing with Brock, right? Like, granted, Brock's a star no matter what. But, like, the side that we saw from the UFC, you could bring that into the WWE. And, and that's kind of what's happening right now. And a lot of people are digging it. So, and I, honestly, like, I was 0% excited or, like, looking forward to Brock and Roman. I've seen it. I've seen it live at 34, and it was awful. Um, but... I, I like the story going into this. The one's a very believable badass baby face. One's a very believable badass heel. And somebody's got to win. Hopefully, they better not do no freaking DQ or something stupid at Mania. I'll be so pissed. But um, but yeah, I, I I actually like the build up to this, and I think it's gonna be pretty good. Yeah, there's one guy that really could put an end to all of this. I see a lot of chatter about him in the in the chat right now. A man named Omos. And I just want to do a little experiment real quick. Um, y'all who are watching, who, who are active tonight in, in our chat, we appreciate you. Type a one in the chat, the number one, if you think Omos will be a world heavyweight champion, whether WWE Universal or Unified, whatever they wind up doing with that, before the end of 2022. So a one in the chat, if before the end of this year, you think Omos will be a world champion in the WWE um, type the number two if you don't think so. So number one, if you think he'll do it. Number two, if you don't, by the end of this year, world champion in WWE. So, uh, yeah, just want to just want to get a gauge for uh, for the people are at on this. You got a couple ones. Yeah, I, I think it, yeah, I, I'll put a one in the chat. Um, <laughs> well, well, let's get some super chats while uh, while we get the results of this. All right, um, 
Trev says, appreciate the super chat, by the way. I miss Astros baseball thoughts on Manfred. Uh, I I can't understand someone that, like, literally comes across that he hates baseball. Like, how did he get in charge of, like, running baseball? Like, he seems like he does not care. Um, and it's just a lot of BS. I think when it comes down to this, and, and this is just, like, in general with sports, like, we understand that players got to get paid an astronomical amount of money. We understand the owners have got to make an astronomical amount of money, but like we expect you to figure it out. We don't expect to like miss games and hold out seasons and all this other stuff with like disagreements. I understand it's tough and, but like you got to figure it out. And I think it's really disrespectful to the fans and I also think baseball is really flirting with disaster here because I remember the strike really hurt them back in the day. And then like the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire home run, like contest to who's going to get to 62 or whatever it was Martin like, Harris, yeah. right. That, that brought baseball back and that was full of steroids by the way and it was the best it'd been in a long time because everybody ever. can hit a home run right <laughs> exactly because everybody can hit home runs um but uh now like there isn't a lot of big baseball stars that like appeal to everyone that like people are really excited about there isn't a lebron of baseball right they're 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 just baseball is just to me like a dying sport i think it needs to evolve but it's full of like old school traditionalists that don't want to change it at all. And I, I don't know, man, I, I just think it, the longer that it goes, there's going to be other sports leagues, maybe like your XFL or your USFL or something like that. That's going to start to try to take that like March sports time or that spring sports time and uh, capitalize on it. Because to me, if baseball loses more popularity than it already has, like it's not going to be pretty. So they need to figure it out. Yeah. I really don't have much of an opinion on it because I just don't pay attention to baseball anymore, but I will say um, baseball movies to me are way more entertaining than the actual sport. So if you're a baseball fan, uh, watch some baseball movies. If there's a, if there's a lockout and all that stuff. And um, baseball, I don't think it's fair to call it America's pastime anymore because I think yeah. that's definitely football at this point. So um, I think I think football is America's passion, and I think baseball is pastime. I think it's like eh, whatever. But baseball used to be a thing that you could take your kid to for like five dollar tickets and a dollar hot dog and all that. And now it's just there's so many games and and that's the problem with like baseball and basketball in my opinion it's just there's too many games and the stakes just aren't high and when you're talking about like resting your starters and all this other stuff it's just you, you just are taken out of it football everything matters every game matters like it, it's like a pay-per-view every week right it's really one of the only sports that can capture that and if you're in deep um, like us, like the season never really ends because now yeah. it's all the roster move stuff yeah. happening right now. So like combine I'm just as interested right now too. as I am during the season. Yeah, the combine's going on. And I'm getting real excited about I'm loving when I'm hearing Quesi Adolfo Mensa saying and and, and Kevin O'Connell and stuff. Like I'm loving I, we're not gonna go down this whole conversation right. about other sports, but like um but yeah, like so if baseball if the baseball season was like 
half as long, I'd consider keeping up with it at least a little bit. But yeah, I have no interest in what 162 games or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's just too much. I just wait for the playoffs in basketball and in baseball. That's really all you can do. And then like you know when the Astros are involved in the playoffs, it's certainly more fun. But it's just hard to to get behind otherwise. Um, you know, baseball is like what you do, like if you're cooking something and you need something in the background or if you're like, you know, folding laundry, you get to turn the game on. It's not like, you know, pacing back and forth through your house ready for war when your team's about to come on with football, you know? You know, my, my favorite is honestly like going live to a day game when the stadium is like half full. And just like if it's nice out, you know what I mean. Like that's yeah, my yeah. favorite situation as a baseball fan. Even if I don't know any of the players or anything, I do like being outside and being at the game. But I don't like being all smushed in with like a ton of people and like little seats. Like try not to spill my beer. Like I like to be able to like, right. spread out and like enjoy the weather and like you know just kind of zone out for you know yeah. a few hours. So, and it's more of like a social event, right? You chill, you talk to people. Oh, yeah, there's a game going on, whatever. In football. I'm going for blood. I'm ready for war. And if you want to bring your free, if you want to wear your away jersey to my house, you want to come to my house and expect to ruin my dream that week while I'm there, you're out of your mind. I'm here. I'm ready for war. You know, that's how I feel. All right. Nice super chat. Yeah. Um, appreciate it. Uh, thoughts on Edge heel turn versus AJ. Um, it's one of the bright spots going into WrestleMania, you know, um, I know he didn't pick Jeremy, which is unfortunate, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 you know, they've definitely been hinting that they wanted this match. Um, and I guess like the heel turn from edge is more so like, I don't know. I guess he's not happy that a lot of people didn't step up. He's almost like insulted by it or something. I, I haven't paid attention enough. I did see part of the promo, but um, it it's definitely something I'm looking forward to. I think this is a night one. I'm not sure. Um, and that to me like helps because night one was looking bogus until they announced something like this, I think. So, uh, Otherwise, it's like Logan Paul and the Divas titles being defended. I, I'm not that excited about night one. That's If you don't put Austin on night one, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? So, we'll see. <clears throat> yeah, I, I do like the Edge and AJ. Uh, I like the matchup because it it's a match we've never seen before. Uh, two really good wrestlers. AJ has always been just super, super high level and edge since coming back. Like I, it, I haven't been the biggest fan of all of his stuff. You know what I mean? Like since coming back, a lot of it's been like kind of over dramatic, And uh, a lot of it was like really, really long. Some of these matches, I really didn't like the idea of the greatest match of all time, whatever they, they called it. Like they marketed that before the match ever happened, which was like really weird. Um, but I think that this match will be really good. Um, I think they'll both bring it. They'll both be super motivated it's interesting that they went with Edge as the heel because I figured it would be more like, can he keep up with AJ Styles in the ring? But now I think it's going to be more along the lines of just like crazy, you know, uh, ultimate opportunist Edge doing anything he can to win versus 
Um, who AJ Styles is more fun to watch as a baby face anyway. I agree. So Definitely he can go out there and that. he can do all of his cool stuff. All, all and the crowd cool wants to cheer AJ. Yeah. Like it's not, so I, it makes sense. I think it's, yeah. I like the dynamic. I mean, I think Edge is his best as a heel. I think AJ is his best as a baby face. So I, yeah. I like the dynamic. Also, by the way, speaking of this totally off topic, but uh, I saw Cody on Instagram and he was giving a shout out to Jericho for getting shredded, putting in the work. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So it's just it's just weird. I'm just, it's just weird. Man. Another super chat from Trevon Baseball. Uh, Jose Altuve being in his prime makes lockout worse. Yeah, that's true. Like the guys are only in their prime for so long, and if you're missing out on games, like that's that's just lockouts just shouldn't happen. I always get worried every time with football because. There's so much BS that goes on with these things where it's like they all have to agree on a bargaining agreement for the next 10 years. And both sides, like the owners have all the leverage and the players don't have a lot of leverage. And then it just goes upside down because, yeah, it's easy for so-and-so who makes $100 million to say we'll lock out. But that practice squad guy, that's not making a lot of money. It's not easy for him to say like, I, I can't pass on my check. Yeah. And eventually they always cave, which is kind of surprising, but like baseball, man, like they're not budging. Like we're guaranteed to miss games at this point. Like it will, there will not be a full season, which yeah. honestly might be a blessing in disguise when they realize that like, because of less games, more people will be into it and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, so we got about an hour, so we need to get into these uh, predictions and previews for the pay-per-view. I think Revolution's super stacked. Really looking forward to it. And I've got some interesting things about Colby and Colby and Masvidal. Definitely want to talk about that fight. Cool. Well, we'll start with Revolution. We'll wrap the show up with UFC. Yep. Um, so I, just like the rest of the show, y'all, um, even if you have super chats that don't have to do with Revolution or whatever we're talking about, we will get to them before the end of the show. So we, we will not miss any of them. Um but if you do have anything that has to do with Revolution, now would be the time to to be involved because we're going to go kind of match by match, give some thoughts, give predictions. Oh, and also we're going to do a Wrestle Rumble giveaway. Um, let's see, how should we do this? Um, do we have a list of people who have done Super Chat so far? Uh, I, don't are think all they, we, I think they're all still here. I don't know if they if they disappear or not. So um, far, I think we have everybody. I can I can run it down real quick if you want, or you can look at it. Um, but they're yeah, all there. So they're all there. Um, yep. What we'll do, can you give me their names real quick? Dirty. Huh? Uh, Trev sent two. Okay. Chris, Chris, Chris Warden, one. John, one. Michael, one. N three W era twenty four one, and that should be it. I think. Okay, if Doug missed you, just let us know, and we'll just double check. Um, but anyone who sends a super chat, we won't do you know an entry per super chat. But anyone who sends a super chat, uh, we're gonna put your name on a list, and we'll pick a name at the end of the show, and that person will get a free entry for the WrestleRumble.com. AEW Revolution Pick'em Contest. The top prize is a replica AEW World Title Belt, and second and third both get $100 each. So, um, so Dirty, Trev, Chris, John, Michael, and New Era, we got you 
um, written down right now. And anyone who sends a super chat, um, if you send a super chat, your name goes on the list and we'll pick a name at the end and uh, we'll get in touch. Uh, just got to get your email address and we will get you a free entry for the Wrestle Rumble contest. Once again, for a shot at a replica world AEW championship belt and a hundred dollars. If you get in second or third place. Um, so yeah. I also think what's dope about this one is this is AEW. So this is probably a product that you follow a lot more that you have a lot more of an understanding of what's going on. So I, I think this would uh, definitely be a good wrestle rumble to get involved in. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm definitely, even though I've been getting really close to the WWE ones, which has been yeah. hilarious. Like I've been like, right. I, I, like fifth place last time or so well, I got 10th place, but I was tied with a bunch of people. Like, nice. I, so overall I think I got like, like fourth or fifth place. And I don't even, you know, I'm barely paying any, any attention. I'm hoping to do good on this, on this AEW one. I'm way more excited for this one, right. um, but I'm also going to overthink this one a lot more. WWE, Agreed. I just go with gut instinct. Like who do I think the WWE thinks is a bigger star? And then I pick that person. Um, this there's a lot more layers to it. What I have um, a problem with is the finishes, submission or count out or whatever, because they just do boneheaded crap, DQs, and just like no, it's not what it was supposed to be. So I'll pick the the right winner and loser, but it's like how it finishes and things like that. Yeah, my my one thing last time where I messed up was I had it in my answers to where like it was going to come down to Lashley and Brock at the end of the chamber and because Lashley never got into it. I missed like multiple questions that would have been, would have been for Lashley. Um, but anyways, that all said, let's do some predictions for AEW revolution. Um, let's start off with Jade Cargill versus Ty Conti. It's going to be singles match for the TBS championship. We'll, uh, we'll switch off like we normally do. Uh, I'll, I'll take this one first, and then you'll go first on the next one. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm going to go with Jade. You know, like that's yep. – I I don't think Jade's going to be losing anytime soon. And Conti is a really good opponent for her. Like I think Jade is still at a point where – I love Jade. People know that. Like I'm not knocking Jade. I think she's doing great actually for the amount of time she's she's been doing it. Um, and she has so much potential still. I'm a very big fan. But she, she on pay per view, she's going to need opponents the caliber of, of Conti, in my opinion, for a little while. Like, you, you know, we're going to have the best chance of getting really good matches out of each other. Um, so yeah, I'd say I think it'll be a solid match, but I have no doubt that that Jade Cargill is going to retain the title. What about you, Doug? Yeah, I, I, I think this is Jade all day. Um, I think it's cool that that Ty's still like involved. And she's going to be on the pay-per-view. And, you know, she hasn't really been on TV much. But um, I'm cool with this matchup. I think it's it's good for both parties. and uh, But I definitely think Jade's going to win. Yeah. So we both got Jade there. After that, we got the, so weird saying this, the AHFO, which is Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy with Mark Quinn and Jose, the assistant on the outside, taking on Darby Allen, Sting, and Sammy Guevara, Doug, who wins this one in a six-man tornado tag team match? I've got Darby, Sting, and Sammy. Um, kind of cool pairing. One thing that's really odd to me about this match, though, is I kind of always thought that Mark Quinn was like the star of Private Party, and it seems like Cassidy's the one now that's kind of getting the shine. So um, well, he must be hurt or something. He has to be. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, he took that power bomb from um, from Keith Lee 
So I, I don't know, but I always thought Mark Wynn would have been like, if they ever broke up, like that would have been the, the star, but you know, Cassie's doing his thing, I guess. So um, I think it's just, this is just kind of a, like I've, I've never understood the Andrade Matt Hardy thing. And then also like messing with Sammy and Darby and all that, but it is what it is. I'm, I'm fine with it. I think it's going to be a fun match. I think it's going to be a cool match. Um, but, yeah, I don't I think definitely Sting, Darby, and Sammy are going to win. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Um, I think that the Andrade thing is going to be used as a way to push Matt Hardy out of his own group so that he can yeah. do something with Jeff. Um, yep. And Andrade can kind of, like, take over the this group. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But I do love – the idea of Darby Allen Sting and Sammy, you know, teaming up. And I think it's especially cool that it's going to be a tornado tag match. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of cool spots and stuff that they're going to have figured out for this. Um, I agree. But yeah, for sure. Darby Sting and Sammy is my prediction as well. After that, we have the Jurassic, the Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Christian's cage, who is, uh, you know, still hanging out with these guys for some reason. Jungle Christian, um, yeah. Who has who has comp- who? This is like in uh in some movies and TV shows when they like they cast somebody as a different actor or actress and like expect you just not to like notice. Like Marco Stunt has become Christian Cage. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty noticeable. <laughs> um, oh man! So, so you have the Jurassic Express. I wonder if the sales pitch was going to be like, "Yeah, you're going to be Jurassic Express's manager." He's like, great, I'm coming in. I'm going to outwork everyone. Like, you went from Kenny Omega, like, main event, to, like, Jurassic Express's manager. I still think he's going to turn, damn it. It's going to happen sometime, but... Eventually, yeah. Um, So you got the Jurassic Express taking on Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly, and a team that has not been announced yet i think that's going to be decided tomorrow right like yeah. on dynamite and a, another and another tag team battle royal and it'll probably be the young bucks yeah i i think so as well let's assume it is the young bucks yeah so my prediction for this one man i don't know if they I really don't know. I don't think they put the belt back on the Bucks, even though I do still think the Young Bucks are the best tag team in AEW. Um, I, I, I'm always okay with them being the champions. Um, I just yeah. don't think that's the direction that they're going to go to at the moment. And Jurassic Express, like unless Christian maybe turns heel or, he, here or something, and they can start setting up Christian and Jungle Boy for you know to to try to elevate Jungle Boy up the card, I. I don't know why they put the belts on them to lose them so fast, but kind of the sleepers here are, are Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Like I, and I am biased too. Like, I mean, I'm a big Kyle fan. I talk, you know, everyone knows that, I, but I, they've kind of been lost in the mix a little bit since coming to AEW. And this would be something to like really spotlight them and they, they could really do their thing in the tag division. So I'm going to actually, I, this will probably be a pretty unpopular pick, but I'm actually going to take Red Dragon, I think, to win the tag team titles. What about you? I honestly, I think they're going to win too. I think I'm going Red Dragon as well. I think it'll also really put the Bucks over the edge of like feuding with them because they've been kind of like messing around with each other and stuff. But like if they actually win the belts, then it's like, 
you know what, I don't need this. Like, like it can really start to, and then it also might make Adam go more over there and hang out with those guys and leave the bucks behind. And that like sets up everything. But I think at the end of the day, we're getting red dragon and young bucks feud. And I don't think the young bucks are going to be the champions. I think red dragons going to actually win the titles. And I, I don't think Jurassic express is going to win. I really don't. I think it's either going to be young bucks or red dragon. And honestly, I kind of feel like the Jurassic Express might have like fallen into winning based on the injury that happened to Phoenix. So I, I don't know if like that was really in the initial plans. Not sure. So yeah, so we both took Red Dragon there. Um, I was surprised. Well, I shouldn't say surprised because you know everything you said totally made sense. Um, but I just felt like they were kind of under the radar in all of this, but. Like, I think um, they're under the radar, but story-wise, it's definitely more hinting towards Red Dragon and the Bucks. Right. And I just feel like what's really going to set the Bucks off is losing, not winning the titles and Red Dragon winning the belts and, like, rubbing it in their face. And, like, that might do it, you know? Right. Yeah, for sure. So we both, we have, uh, we both have Red Dragon there uh, to win the AEW World Tag Team Championships. After that, we got... Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. This is just a straight up singles match. Uh, the story for this one's been pretty damn interesting. Who do you think wins between Moxley and Danielson? This is like Fight Club. Like that's what this reminds me of, yeah. right? Like it's just two badasses that, like, they're okay with each other, but they have to shed blood to really, you know, decide if they want to be together as a faction or whatever. Um, I don't know, really. Like, because even if Moxley won, I don't think it would be too damaging for Brian Danielson. I'm leaning towards Brian Danielson, but I think either guy could walk away and win, and it's still like it's 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 a respect thing, right? Um, so so yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna go with Brian Danielson. <laughs> you just remind you just reminded me of that Diego Sanchez thing I told you about. But it's, oh, a, it's, a respect, yeah. it's a respect thing. Yeah, but um, I'm not talking yeah, yeah, about no, that. No, 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 no. I know yeah. you are, but it just reminded me of that. Um, yeah, the, the, this is a really hard one to give a prediction for because either way, I think the story totally makes sense going forward. Like, because they yeah. can keep going with, and, and it's been Moxley's character. We talked about it last week, but him and Kingston have bled together and teamed together. Him and Darby have bled together and teamed together. Like, I could see this really... At first, I thought it was just going to be a feud that led to just a singles match, and that was going to be it. And Danielson was going to go off and like do this group with Moriarty and Garcia and Yuta and whoever else. But now I really feel like Moxley really might join up and be a part of whatever yeah. this winds up being after they beat the hell out of each other. For the prediction, honestly, the hardest thing for me to figure out is like I don't see, like I don't see Moxley tapping out to Danielson. I agree. Um, although it would really be interesting if he did, cause then Moxley could be like, yo, all right. Like I, there's stuff I could learn from you. You know what I mean? Like I want to be in yeah. this group. Um, if you could but, do like a creative finish of a double knockout, like oh. I could see that happening or something like that to where they both fight to the complete exhaustion and they have nothing left. I mean, a draw makes sense, but we've seen Brian Danielson in a lot of draws, but if like, there could be something to like, where they take a big bump and they're both out cold, but they went to war for like 20 minutes or something. Like that's the type of finish that I could see for this. 
or even if it's something along the lines of like Moxley does like a death rider from like the top rope or something crazy. Right. But like, right. but like one guy just kind of lands on the other, like both right. guys are out completely. No one really won, you know, but at the end right. of the day, like someone just kind of wound up, wound up on top of the other guy or something like, yeah. Um, But I agree. I honestly, like if it wasn't for Danielson having multiple draws in like recent memory, I would say a draw is like the right way to go for this. Um, my prediction is going to be Danielson, though. I'm not. May, maybe it's with the the running knee to the to the dome or something. I just don't see. Him, I don't see him making Moxley tap. May, maybe he can make Moxley pass out. But I've loved Danielson doing the Nate Diaz uh, flexing when he's putting people yeah. in triangles and stuff. Yeah. It's so good. So yeah. like, I. And it's uh, also like it's it's it. Like nobody kicks out of that. Once he busts out that, it's over. Like he puts that up, it's over. Yeah, I love it. So I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to go with Danielson as my prediction, but I think honestly, like a draw is probably the, the right move. Although a lot of people would complain that Danielson went to another draw, but yeah, I mean, it's Danielson and Moxley and it's also nine matches and we'll maybe get something else added. And yeah, I mean, one draw on a super stacked card at the end of the day, like, and if this was a real sport, which it isn't, but like the presentation draws would have, I mean, they don't happen often in the UFC, but like, the UFC doesn't have time limits like this, right? You know, that's kind of the big difference. Um, anyways, the next matchup, I'm actually really looking forward to this. We got Chris Jericho taking on Eddie Kingston in a singles match. And, you know, as far as a prediction, like I actually think Eddie's going over in this one. Yeah. Um, because I just, otherwise it makes him look a little too like, I don't know. Here's the thing. Eddie loses a lot of big matches and it never hurts him. Um, like credibility wise. But I also think the reason that Jericho said you can't win the big one and I am the big one is because he's finally going to win the big one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think this is Eddie getting a big W here. Um, he's yeah. been a, a freaking, I mean, I know the right words to put in it. He has been a very loyal uh, soldier to AEW since coming in. Like he is one of the most perennially over people on the show. He has yep. matches that everyone remembers. Um, and, you know, I'm fine with him getting like a big push into like the singles main event scene. Like, I, I think he could totally pull it off. And I know your opinion of him has changed drastically, you know, over the last, you know, couple of years and stuff. So like, um, and Jericho, you know, Jericho is my favorite wrestler ever. People know that, but I, I you know, I, I love seeing Jericho win. I love seeing him still do his thing. He looks like he's in the best shape. It's funny. You said the thing about Cody, he, Jericho really does look like he's been in, oh, getting yeah. in the best shape. He's been in, in a long time. Um, <coughs> maybe I was like, where was this money again? <laughs> where was this like Jericho double or nothing versus Kenny Omega? Cause you, cause if he would have had that title reign, like Le Champion, but like in mm -hmm. that type of shape, I think people would have really put it over. Like they already put it over, but I mean, I think it would have really went down as like legendary status. When he might kind of be realizing that right now where he's like, you know, this is just speculation. I'm just thinking out loud, but you know, he, most of his career, he was like known as that guy who was like one of the best guys in the ring in every company yep. he was in, like a real kind of utility guy that could go in any situation and, and constantly had one of the best matches, if not the best match on the show. And that's why I was such a big fan of his from the time he was, you know, cruiserweight having great matches and stuff. And, 
in AEW, he was used perfectly, in my opinion, as their first world champion, especially because like the credibility of the company and all that stuff. And the recognize he was, you know, he was the right guy to be their champion. And he had good matches as a champion, but now he's in this position where maybe he's realizing like to stay in a top spot in this company now, like I do have to get back in shape and I do have to be like, be like me in the ring again. Like I can't just, yeah. just kind of coast on the things I've been coasting on uh, lately. Um, he might be super Most motivated. In his matches, I mean, he's slow and sluggish. And if you take away the weight gain that he's had and he gets shredded again, I mean, I think that he can definitely have much better matches. And I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really good. Um, Eddie Kingston's such a weird one for me because, like, Jericho is Mr. Sports Entertainment, right? And Eddie Kingston is such Mr. Indie. It's just like, it's two worlds collide that you never thought would collide. And what I love about it too, is like Eddie doesn't give a damn who he is. Like he ain't impressed. You know what I mean? And it, it just, it's, it, it's natural. Like I thought the mic work between them going back and forth was fantastic. I also feel like Jericho's tinkering at being a heel again. And I think Jericho is a way better heel than he is a face, especially in his older age. Like it's just him trying to act immature and whatever. It just doesn't come across well when he's in his fifties. You know what I mean? It just, it's not the same. So. Yeah. And also speaking of not coming across well for Chris Jericho, although he is my favorite wrestler ever and Cody's very, very close. Don't get me wrong. Cody's my favorite for different reasons. You know, yeah, diff- for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. These are all, all the people that like all the fans just like are so divisive over. Like, yeah, and wrestling. they're like, "It's my favorite wrestler ever." Yeah. I love Robbie Charlotte Eagles. Flair. <laughs> yeah, but when I watch the WWE once a month, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is Charlotte Flair show." Like, why would yep. I not like Charlotte? Anyways, um, <clears throat> I have to admit, even though once again I love Chris Jericho, his Titan Tron or whatever you want to call it. Uh, is him just falling over doing Judas effects over and over again. Like it's just yep. the highlights of him. Just, just, I, it's just such a bad move. It's such a bad move. Um, yep. but anyways, I'm going to take Eddie Kingston. So I think we are both taking Kingston there. Yeah. I think Kingston's going to win. After that, we have the face of the revolution ladder match for a future TNT championship match. Confirmed so far is Keith Lee, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Orange Cassidy, and there's one that has not been announced yet. Um, you're up first on this one. Who do you think? I'll give prediction a prediction as well. But who, if you had to make one prediction for who could be the mystery person in the ladder match, who do you think it would be, and also who do you think will win the match? Is Jeff Hardy a free agent yet? Is he able to come yet? Do you know? Uh, I don't know, but possibly. Let's assume that he is. If he, if he is, then I think it will. Um, but I think Keith Lee's going to win. I think Keith Lee's going to win. But, you know, if you want to talk about the face of the revolution, that's Cody Rhodes. So, yeah. Saying. Oh, wouldn't that be incredible? If but also, I also could see Cesaro coming in this thing as well. Like, yeah. You, that could happen. That'd but man, they, they messed up our Haas fight, dude. Like, what did they I know. Do I know. My my prediction for what it's worth, I think I think I'm gonna do a swerve. 
Um, okay, yeah, that makes sense too. But, but yeah, I was hoping that they were going to go all Hoss Hoss fight when they had Keith Lee, Powerhouse Hobbs, and um, Wardlow. Um, then yeah, now we got Ricky Starks, Orange Cassidy. I almost wish they would do like uh, one of those things where all the losers wrestle each other and the winner of that gets in, and then we got Dante Martin because like now I do want to see Dante Martin in this match, yeah, Um, right. So, um but as far as a prediction, I, in all honesty, I, like, I am going to pick Keith Lee as well. Um, but I would really like to see Ricky Starks get it, to be honest. Um, Jeff isn't free till the ninth, so we're close. Okay. But uh, I think Ricky Starks is like, I, I really like what he's doing, and I still think there's a ton of potential for him to be doing a lot more in the company. And the FTW title just like just seems so meaningless. Like I'd like to see him kind of get past that into something that mattered a bit more. But my prediction yeah. is is going to be Keith Lee for that one as well. Okay, <clears throat> it'll be a um, great match though. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, after that we have a AEW Women's World Championship match. Britt Baker defending the title against Thunder Rosa. I'm first on this one. I will say that Thunder Rosa wins the title here. Um, yeah. she, she beat Britt Baker in the unsanctioned um, lights out match. And, you know, I think Britt Baker had a good run with the title. I think she's very popular. I think that with or without the title, her being linked to Adam Cole gives her possibilities to always be involved in like high profile, interesting stuff in the company, whether she's the champion or she isn't. Um, so she has a lot going for her with without the title and Thunder Rosa, in my opinion, has been right up there with the likes of, uh, Serena Deeb and, uh, like I think Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa are the best female wrestlers in, in AEW. I'll just put it that way. And I think Thunder Rosa, if, if anyone deserves to be for, for the title, it might as well be Thunder Rosa. And I don't want them to get in a, in a position like impact wrestling does so often where you see someone lose to the champion over and over and over. And eventually they give them the title, like just. Like Thunder Rosa might as well just win this match and win the title. I don't think anyone would have a problem with it. So um, I'm going Thunder Rosa. What about you? Yeah, no, it makes sense. Thunder Rosa to me is it's and it's also the storyline wise too. Like Brit's paid people to keep her away from her to take her out. Like it's like Brit knows in the back of her mind that she can't beat Thunder Rosa. So it's one of those things where she's very uh she's been avoiding this for a long time and now it's finally happening and and I think she's gonna lose. I'm just curious to what happens after, you know, she loses the title. Is she going to blame like Jamie Hayter? Cause they've definitely kind of teased that as well. So it could be like Brit and Jamie Hayter or something like that. Maybe the you know, Mercedes Martinez or whatever that could happen. I personally would love for Taya to come in and either feud with Thunder Rosa or feud with Brit. I think that that would really work. Um, I think that would be pretty dope because like to me, I would rather have a Taya than a Mercedes Martinez. I just think Taya brings more to the table. And I, I, I think that she never has really been capitalized on a mainstream company wise, like impact. You saw that she had a long title reign. She was very good there, but I would love to see her get her shine and like, you know, AEW. I don't remember who she wrestled uh, the other week, and uh, she did like a, a death match. It was gnarly. Um, yeah, 
So she, I, I didn't know how crazy she was. Uh, I, I gained a lot of respect. For, I, I liked Taya before, but like I really, um, I'm looking, at, I'm looking it up right now because I want to give this match a shout out. She it really was, won uh, me over in a Monsters Ball match from Impact or uh, from Slammiversary. It was a TNA pay per view, and man, she she took some crazy bumps in that and did some crazy stuff. She won me over there. I think, I think it was versus Drexy at Prestige Roseland Two. I think is the match I'm thinking of. Yeah. It um, is. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I'm I'm definitely down to see Taya in in AEW as well. Um, but I just think yeah. it'd be cool bit that that way it Britt doesn't need the title, but she's got a pretty big feud that people care about and that'll be invested about. Another thing is too to keep in mind is this isn't such a long gap. So like after full gear is this in November, and then we have to wait all the way till March for the pay-per-view. But this this is March to May, so it won't be as such a long gap. So there there will be a pay-per-view feuds being built going into the next pay-per-view probably way sooner than it was the last time. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so we both got Thunder Rosa, new champion. Yep. After that, we have MJF versus CM Punk. This is a dog collar match. Their first matchup, MJF technically beat CM Punk twice in the second city in his own hometown of Chicago, Illinois. This is like the big rematch. Once again, it's a dog collar match. Doug, who wins this one? CM Punk or MJF? Man, I've gone back and forth on this in my head. Everything you would think would be MJF winning. But I just, I don't see CM Punk losing twice. I just don't. Especially with his own gimmick, his own stipulation that he chose. Um, I just think he's going to win. CM Punk? Yep. Yeah, so this is going to be one of those matches where when it comes to Wrestle Rumble, my prediction is CM Punk. I am yeah. going to take CM Punk over MJF, but I'm going to be sitting there like hoping I'm wrong because I really yeah. want MJF to win. Right. Um, but I don't. I just don't think that they do all of this uh, and, and go to this match again and do the dog collar match and all this stuff uh, for CM Punk to lose to MJF again. Like because because a part of it too is people will complain about the 50 50 type booking, but MJF can always go to I'm two and one against CM Punk, you know, cause like technically you beat him twice the first time. So I think MJF can use that even though, even if he does lose to CM Punk, then like he's beaten him twice. Um, so I'm going to say CM Punk uh, wins over MJF here. And maybe they go back to this match again in the near future at some point And MJF beats him again in like a regular match or something, or I, I don't know, but, with it being a dog collar match, <clears throat> yeah. As much as it hurts me to say it, I, I got to go with CM Punk too. But like, I, as a fan, I really, 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 really want MJF to win this. One, so. <laughs> I think it's going to lead to him and Wardlow. Then I think that's where the split will be. I think it's going to be Wardlow and MJF after this. So that's. Yeah. And then after that, who knows, man? I I don't know. I don't know what they plan on doing with MJF, but. Um, He's super over, and he's super impressive, and he just keeps knocking it out of the park. Eventually, it's it's hard to deny the kid. So, But we'll have a returning Kenny Omega soon, and, you know, somebody else uh, is going to be champion eventually, and I, I just don't know. There's just – man, 
that that top spot, you've really got to be the man, in my opinion, to carry that thing. Because, like I said, AEW literally is now all elite. Like, it's not even close. Like, we went from six main eventers to, like, 25. (laughs) (laughs) It's wild. It's awesome. Well, speaking of, you know, you got to be the man to be the world champion in AEW. The last match we got here is the AEW World Championship. Hangman Adam Page defending the title against Adam Cole. Poof. Um, I got to stick with Hangman for my prediction. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a great match. I just mm-hmm. don't see Hangman losing here. Um, this The feud seems... There's way more meat left on the bone for these two. Like, it, they, we didn't get a deep dive enough, in my opinion, of the history of both these guys. Although I think they're going to do a really good job tomorrow night of like building this in like one night, like something, I think we got a really, really big, great segment between these two, but yeah, I, I just, I got to go with hangman to retain the title, but I do think hangman's page, hangman pages. I'm, I'm getting tongue tied. His, his, uh, it, it's, I don't know. I don't think he's gonna have a, a, a title reign. That's too much longer. Like I think it'll yeah. be Adam Cole, maybe he'll retain in may maybe but like by the next one and and that's where that's where i really hope mjf is going to beat cm punk because i hope by like may or whenever the next what's the next one after that like no uh it's all out which is like september september yeah yeah you're right so early um, september so i want mjf to be the next champion and you know I don't, but I I don't know. How do you feel about it? Do you think Hangman retains here? Do you think Adam Cole like actually does, gets the job done, and maybe they do something with him and Red Dragon, maybe all having the belts like for Kenny returning and stuff? I would love to see Adam Cole win. If Red Dragon does win and Adam Cole wins, and that's really like the undisputed era taking over AEW possibly like beating up on the bucks turning on the bucks and then that's where kenny would come in and then you have like the elite versus the undisputed era i could see that happening but honestly like i can't vision adam cole winning this i just don't see it i i would love honestly i'd love for it to happen i'm i'm totally fine with adam cole being the champion but i i just i don't think adam page's reign is over yet I just don't. I think that it's going to continue on. Um, He's had a hell of a run. Like, it's not been very many matches, but, man, the matches that he has had have been amazing. But uh, because the problem with me is is I feel like a guy like Adam Page could really get lost in the shuffle if he's no longer the champion. I don't know what they would do with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's not really affiliated with the elite anymore. And he's not what, what who who's he gonna feud with, basically, you know? So I, I don't know. It'll be uh it'll be interesting what they do with him after he loses the title. But I don't uh, just like you, I don't see him being champion like past double or nothing. Like if he makes it through double or nothing, I don't think he'll be the champion by all out. And if he isn't the champion all out, I think he's losing it all out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. So I, I... I mean, we know the match will be good. Yeah. But I, I do get worried about that too when I really think about it. Because what with, with, with what will they do with him after he loses the belt eventually? Because 
they've done a really good job with him as the champion coming across like he's a bigger star than everybody yeah. else. Like when he's there and he's defending the title or he's doing like a promo, like he really, he really comes across like a worthy AEW world champion, but without that title belt in that roster, I, like I don't know. It's almost like there isn't a whole lot to look forward to because like he hit the pinnacle of like the champion beat like the best wrestler in, in the company and in, in Omega and like the, the story that was like three years long and like, what could they possibly do to ever top that? But, but it all led to him being the champion. Now we're getting a really good title run out, out of him. But yeah, what after that, I have no idea, but I have also, to have faith. Also, does he go back to like being depressed? Cause like when he, bad things, like when he loses big yeah. matches and stuff, he goes back to being like the broken Adam page. But like we've already seen that, and he's reached the mountaintop now, and he doesn't really drink anymore. And like it's just, it's he's just everything that really got him over to be the guy. It doesn't really fit when he is the guy. So if he is no longer the guy, is he just going to be chasing it again? And I, I don't know. I, I I worry for what's going to happen to him when he's no longer the champion. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, it's really interesting to think about. But uh but yeah, that'll do it for the predictions for what do you AEW. think is gonna be match of the night? Ooh. Uh I'm gonna say MJF and CM Punk. I'm gonna say the main event. Hangman and Adam Cole. Yep. I think they're going Johnny Gorgano, Adam Cole <laughs> kicking out a multiple uh, false finishes and all that jazz. I think they're going to go for it takeover style. My uh, my sleeper is Jericho and Kingston. I think they're going to like. They, I think they're going to surprise some people. Like like Moxley and Danielson, people expect to be really good. I think that Jericho and Kingston, like, I think is going to wind up exceeding people's expectations of it. So, sleeper for me is the tag match. Yeah, that's going to be... I mean, these are all great matches on paper. Like, every single one. One, Young Bucks on pay-per-view is ridiculous, always. And then you add Red Dragon to that. Plus, they've had crazy chemistry, and they've wrestled a ton in ROH. Then you add Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy to that mix as well. Like, I just think that that match is going to be awesome. Yeah. Awesome card. Um, So, as far as Wrestle Rumble, let me do the... uh, Y'all can keep sending super chats throughout the show, um, but they will not go towards Russell Rumble. I want to do this right now before we start talking UFC, because I know some people don't stick around for the UFC talk. And if you're here listening to us talk about Revolution, you know, I want you to know if you've won. So what I'm going to do here. mm -hmm. Real quick, I will say this. If you are a wrestling fan and you have never given the UFC a chance, watch the countdown show to this UFC. Watch the storyline to this UFC. This is pro wrestling at its finest. This is one of the best storylines in years. And there's nothing like watching a great storyline and then watching a fight that you have no idea what is going to happen because you're emotionally connected because of the buildup and the storyline that you watch. And then the whenever you're watching something that is scripted or you have an idea of what direction they're going it kind of takes you out of it right like then you're just expecting the performance the match this you want to know who's gonna win 
And both guys are so confident that they're going to win. And there's so much history there. There's betrayal. This thing could be a movie. It could absolutely be a movie. Um, so I really recommend you, if you haven't, watch the countdown show and tell me that this is not like pro wrestling. And then watch the fight. Find a way to watch the fight, whether you stream it or whatever you do, but find a way to watch the fight. Feel that moment with it live after knowing the story going in. And I really think you could become a fan that way. So just just my opinion, just a, an idea of what you should do. Yes, but. I totally agree. This is a very, very, um, very, very pro wrestling style uh, buildup for for uh, for the UFC. Let me see if I can share my screen real quick. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'll, I'll share my. Uh, my there we go so y'all can see the names here sorry it's a little scuff because of our but that's okay we, just, we don't need this for very long so yeah. um this is everybody's name that sent a super chat i'm gonna just hit a not uh it's just this button here and whoever name pops up we're gonna get you a free Russell rumble entry for the aw pick'em contest if you don't win this you can go Check it out over at WrestleRumble.com. The top prize is an AEW Replica World title belt. Second and third both get $100 cash. I'm going to hit the button right now. So, Trev, you came up as number one. That wasn't in order, right? I was going to just pick the name. Yeah, okay, so Trev. Trev, you won. Congratulations. Um, I just need to get your, um, your email address. So... If you're able to DM me or Doug on Twitter, that'd be the easiest thing to do. Um, so just just a heads up before you know before you leave the chat. We just need to get in touch with you so we can get you that free entry. But thank you, Trevor, for uh, for being a part of the show and everybody else who sends super chats. You can continue to send those the rest of the show while we're talking UFC, and we'll still read out your your questions, or answer your questions, read out your statements, all that stuff throughout the rest of the show as well. But uh, but congratulations, Trevor. You won a uh, free restaurant entry. So, with this fight, I we're just going straight to the main event. Yeah, that's really what this fight's about. This card's about. Um, I really think people are discrediting Jorge Masvidal. Like, I think that this is going to be a way closer fight than people think, and I will explain why. Yes, I understand that Colby's a great wrestler. And yes, I understand that he's actually given Usman like a really serious fight and Masvidal's never really threatened Usman and then he got knocked out. I get that part. But I think that they've trained together. They know each other really well. I also think Masvidal is very dangerous standing up. Um, and if you want to even talk about like Leon Edwards, like he dang near got finished by Nate Diaz and Masvidal destroyed Nate Diaz. Um, I think that Colby is going to try to get takedowns and a lot of those takedowns are not going to work. I feel like Colby is going to be stuck in a stand-up fight with Masvidal for a lot of this fight. Um, doesn't mean that Colby can't hold his own. And I'm not necessarily saying that Colby shouldn't be the favorite. But I do think the betting lines are a little little wacky. 
I mean, Colby at some places is like minus 350, minus 436. Masvidal's plus 250. I just, I think this fight's a lot closer than people think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Masvidal could definitely win, but I am definitely in the camp of like, I think Masvidal is just going to grab a hold. Or sorry, the, the Covington is just going to grab a hold of Masvidal and. Masvidal is not going to be able to keep up on the ground or or with Colby's cardio. Um, even though Masvidal always comes in shape and everything, like Masvidal is a great fighter. This is a great fight. Like I, yep. I'm really glad that this is happening. Um, mm-hmm. It's just hard for me to get past. Like I really think that outside of maybe Chimeyov, just because we we don't know until he fights like the top tier guys, and it's starting to happen. Him and Burns just got announced. Like that that's yep. going to happen soon, but. It's really Usman and Covington to me are like clearly the two best guys in in the division based on like what they've actually done up to this point. And when they and when they fight each other, it's always just super close. So it's just I just don't I just don't consider Masvidal to be in the same class as those two guys as much as I do like Masvidal. Masvidal's striking is more dynamic, and I think there's a there's a chance that he could like you know he's always got a shot to to land like a big knee or I mean he's got heavy hands, he got good boxing. But I feel like if Covington's getting pieced up on the feet, he's just going to bring Masvidal to the ground, and that's just going to be his world uh, in the grappling. So, but you don't think that Masvidal knows that and hasn't no, been training for that? I think he does, but I also think that some guys it just doesn't matter. Like, uh, no, I agree. Like I agree versus that. Dustin Poirier type stuff. Like Dustin Poirier spent in his entire training camp to, to avoid his, exactly Islam what and happened, man. Huh? Islam and Bobby. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I mean, but that was also short notice and stuff is a little different, but, but like with Poirier, like Poirier had an entire training camp to try to avoid literally exactly what Habib did to him. Like no matter what, like he, he right. just couldn't stop it. I'm not saying that Habib and Colby are the same, but they are similar in certain ways. And like, I think if Col, I mean, I think Malvidal is going to come in prepared uh, for yep. sure, but I also don't know how frustrated he might get too if like, He's trying to be flashy or he's trying to like land some good combos. And every time he does, Colby wraps him up and puts him up against the cage and then like, you know, gets to his legs and gets him down to the ground. And and Masvidal, I, I could see a scenario where Masvidal is spending a lot of time on his back, like trying to tell the referee to stand them up. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I think he's going to get really frustrated really fast. Um, and Colby, I think, will be content. Even though these guys hate each other, there's a lot of bad blood. Yeah. A lot of history. I think Colby would be content grinding out a five round decision, whereas Masvidal is going to be really upset this goes to a decision. Yeah. I, but here's the thing <laughs> this is the one thing that just kind of it blows me away about this fight. Both fighters are so confident that they're going to destroy these guys. Like, it's kind of rare. Like, yeah, but I mean, like, you've trained, you know, one and one's lying. One's lying. One's like, I owned you in the gym. You were nothing, blah, blah, blah. And this, they'll, but they'll both say the same thing. And so one is lying. And But the thing with Masvidal is I just don't see Masvidal getting taken down at will anytime he wants. I really think he's going to put up a fight. I really think he's going to be difficult to take down. And I really think that he's going to be aggressive and striking. And he's going to want to take Colby's head off. And I think Colby's going to be in there, and he's going to stand with him. And I and I just think Masvidal has a lot of power. He he'll hurt you with body shots. Like he's a boxer at heart. Like I I just think this fight's going to be a lot tougher than people think. And 
the thing is, is like when Masvidal went on his reign, like right, like to from Till to Askren to to Nate Diaz, he hasn't lost to anybody but Kamara Usman since then. Like he's just lost to Usman and Usman. Now he hasn't fought in over he hasn't fought in almost a year. Last time he fought was in April. So, I mean, I definitely I I just think I just think that it could be a mistake of just saying like, well, Colby gave. Usman a tough fight and Masvidal didn't, so Colby's gonna easily win. I I don't know, man. I really feel like that it could be more of a fight. Cause I just in my head, I just don't see Colby being able to take Us or Masvidal down at will. I think that there's definitely gonna be mistakedown attempts, and I think he's definitely gonna have to stand with them. And he might even pick him apart. Colby might even pick him apart because Colby has a really good jab. I mean, he was hitting Usman with it a lot. Um, and, and one thing that's in Colby's favor is, you know, Masvidal always has to be worried about the takedown, right? So Colby can hit him with shots that he might not normally get hit, but it's because he's concerned about getting taken down. So I think it's definitely in Colby's favor, but man, and to me, like, I think Masvidal, like, he's got to find a way to win this fight. He's talked so much trash and he acts like Colby is such a bum that if Colby just goes in there and steamrolls him, then I mean, I think we're starting to hear retirement. Like that's that's what I think. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, regardless of the outcome, how they react after the fight. Because we see a lot of these guys after stuff like this, they get up, they shake hands, they hug it out, and like they just kind of say it's all in the past. But these guys like really I just don't see that happening with these guys. If it did, it'd be strange to see. Um do you think that this is a work? A lot of people think this is a work. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think that. that. Like, I don't think Colby would have like legitimately gotten shunned out of his like gym and stuff like that. Like, even though it's you know, the people have to understand Dan the gym we're talking about is Dan Lambert. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. If anyone was going to ever do it, it could have been them. Um, and he like ran both of them he he kicked both of them out of the gym but like colby decided not to come back and masvidal begged to come back and then eventually got to come back but it's like you catch both of them in lies like you know colby brings up uh his ex-wife all the time and he's like i didn't stay with masvidal i stayed with his ex-wife at masvidal because his ex-wife was the one that was that was her place and then, like, he's and he, he brought up her full name and everything, talked about how Masvidal cheated on her. He's a criminal, he's a drug addict. Like, he's just drilling him, right? And then, but then, um, Masvidal said, like, the, the, uh, the story where the UFC told the Dan that he was going to get cut and, like, it was all because he wasn't exciting enough and he's just like destroying their fighters. And, it, like they don't want him to be there because he's boring. He's basically another John Fitch. Like Moswell said that that never happened. You talk to Dan Lambert, it absolutely happened. They absolutely talked to him and told him to tell Colby. So it's like all these stories don't really add up. Um, so I think both are lying, <laughs> honestly. Um, and it's hard to tell who's telling the truth. The one thing that I'll, I'll say is like Dustin Poirier is not a pro wrestling fan, right? And if this was a work, he would really have to go along with this. And he hates Colby. The whole gym hates Colby, you know? 
So I, I really feel like that this is more than just a work. But one thing I found interesting too was is that one of the main reasons the beef happened is because Colby wouldn't pay Masvidal's coach, right? But the way American Top Team works is you pay the gym like 5% of your purse and then they pay the coaches. So there shouldn't be more outside deals than that. And Masvidal believed that Colby owed his his striking coach more money. And Colby was like, no, I don't owe him any money. I paid the gym. I'm good. And so that's where like some of this stuff started. But it was also interesting to me too. Like if you look, pay attention to the countdown show, like it's like George went away and did that reality show. And then Colby like took off. So it was like once George left and it allowed Colby to be the focus. And then that's when things started really happening. It, it reminds me, it reminds me kind of Tito and Chuck in a certain way. It also reminds me of Rashad and John Jones. And I remember like Rashad and John Jones, like, Oh, we'll never fight. You know, we're great friends. And he's, he's like a brother to me and blah, blah, blah. And then I just remember one time John Jones was like, yeah, I'd fight Rashad if you know, we had to, or whatever. And then Rashad was like, what? You say you fight me? And then it was, that was it. It was over. So, but some people believe it's a work because George and and um, Colby knew that it wasn't ever going to be able to happen unless like they left the gym because otherwise um, people would never believe it. And then also like Colby would never be able to be the heel if he's best friends with one of the biggest baby faces in the company. So they agreed to part ways and come up with this big storyline for this huge payday. That's what a lot of people think, but I, I don't think it's a work. I've seen too many times in MMA where gyms basically break up and then they end up fighting. And very rarely do they ever like get back together or whatever. I just think that both guys became big stars and their egos are huge and they both think they're better than each other. And we're fine. They're finally going to fight. We're going to see who's the best man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a work. I think they, they may be like, uh, like dirty saying, they may be exaggerating a bit, like when the cameras are around and stuff like that to like really hype it up even more. But yeah, I don't think it's a, it's like really a work. Um, let's do some predictions for the rest of them and we'll get a super, I know dirty left a super chat. We'll get to that in just a second. Um, just real quick, we'll just rifle down just the main card, just some quick predictions because there's a lot. There's good fights on paper. Yeah. Um, they haven't officially added it, but well, actually, you know this this feeds into dirty super chat. So, um, if you want to pull that up real quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, opinion on Islam turning down the RDA fight? Um, I, I don't know if he necessarily turned it down. I, I don't even know necessarily what was offered, what wasn't. A lot of it, because even Islam said, like, I didn't chicken out, you did, or whatever. Like, there's there's always different stories. I have no idea what kind of money they offered him. I, the pound weights, like, because it sounded like that RDA only wanted to go 165, Islam wanted 170, then they agreed on 165. But, like, you just don't know. You don't know. Well, it could have just been something as simple as travel arrangements or whatever. So um, also, I don't think the UFC loves that idea just because I think Islam, what he's done is he's set where they want him to be. And I don't think that they just want to throw him in there just on a whim and, you know, 
possibly cost himself a future title over just something crazy, a title contender. So I think that they're pretty happy with where things go. Now, if if Makano would have turned it down, then I think we might have had something. But I think that they had a suitable replacement to where they didn't have to get Islam involved. And I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, oh, just for the record, I saw some people in the chat kind of saying their predictions. I am taking Colby in the main event, just for the record. Um, yeah. And are you too? You are taking Colby, even though you think I'm, I'm taking Colby. I'm just saying, don't sleep on Masvidal. I think this is yeah. a tougher fight than people think. Um, yeah, and as far and as if Islam, you are a better, it's not the worst bet. It's not the worst bet in the world. He is a live dog, in my opinion. Um there's been some pretty wild odds lately that like I would have done really well on had I actually like pulled the trigger. I'm glad I didn't yeah. pull the trigger on anything Bobby Green related though. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you were like, I think he's going to win. I can feel it. He got hey. a chance. He got a shot. Um, but, uh, but yeah, as far as the Islam stuff, thank you again, dirty for the super chat. I, uh, yeah, there, there's too many factors to know exactly why the fight didn't happen. I don't want to blame anybody uh, for that, but Hanada Moicano is a great replacement. And uh, the only the only thing that could possibly happen to Islam is because we they still got to do Gaethje versus Oliveira. I think if Gaethje wins, I, I'm picking Oliveira just for what it's worth. But I think if Gaethje wins, they're going to do Gaethje and Connor, and Islam's going to get totally squeezed out of this thing. So Dana's already making excuses. He's already yeah. like, I'd like to see Islam and in, in, uh, Dariush. I still want to see that fight. And he's like, well, I'd like to see this. And yeah, what, what I think they want is to, it, because I, they're not going to do Connor and Oliveira because Oliveira would just like destroy him, I think. But I think he has a chance against Gaethje if they both stand, which yeah. is probably what they would do. Um, yep. So if Connor somehow weaseled his way into winning the world championship, weasel <laughs> that that that's where the money is for Islam being contenders because you you market it as Habib's protege yep. coming to to get the title off Connor that yep. that Habib never lost. Um, but uh, I think I think Connor would want to fight Charles honestly. Well, I think he I, would too, but I, yeah, but, uh, but I'm killed. But I think Charles yeah. would take the fight because that's just a huge payday. Oh, for thing. sure. Oh, yeah, and, and who would you rather fight, Islam or Connor? Like, it's oh, no greater uh, Connor. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, 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 for sure. That's that's um, why I'm saying I'm some I'm somewhat concerned no matter what, whoever yeah. wins. I think I Connor think, can find his way into the title shot. Oh, I agree. I just think that like there's a there's like a decent chance, almost 50, 50 between Connor and Islam, really more like 60, 40 towards Islam right now. If, it, if, if Oliveira retains, but I think that goes to like 80 or 90% for Connor. If Gaethje wins, because like yeah. stylistically, like the UFC can like get behind that. Um, but anyways, um, as far as the actual fight that we're kind of talking about Moicano and RDA, um, I'll go with RDA to win this one. It's a catch weight of 160. Morcano's looked really, really good though. This is a, I mean, this is about as good of a replacement as you can get on short notice. So, but I'll take RDA. What about you? I don't know, man. I really don't. Um, Mokano, Mokano looked good and RDA to me is he's kind of, he hasn't fought in a long time and he's kind of looked washed a little bit. So I, I'm kind of torn on this. Um, I'm going to pick RDA just because it's he's been really prepared for this fight, for a fight. And I, I don't think McCono has. And he's also like, you know, 
talking about money, give me the money, give me the money. And that's why I feel like he wanted this fight. It's just another payday. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on it, but I'm going to go RDA. So we've both got RDA there. Once again, that's a catch weight of 160. Um, we got a featherweight matchup. Uh, the featherweight division is my favorite division in the UFC. Um, these guys are ranked around like the lower half of, they're probably ranked around between 10 and 15, these two guys. And like, this fight's going to be incredible. Uh, regardless of how you feel about the fighters involved, we have Edson Barbosa taking on Bryce Mitchell. Um, I love both these guys stylistically. Like this fight's going to rule. Um, and I love Barbosa, <clears throat> Barbosa moving down to featherweight recently. I think it's like, I wish he would have done this years ago. Yeah. Um, but I am taking Bryce Mitchell for the win. He just scrappy and just more, even though Barbosa's striking is like incredible. I think Mitchell's more well-rounded and if he gets a hold of Barbosa, um, I think he's, there's just a lot more ways that he can, he can either ride out a decision or get a, get a stoppage on the ground in my opinion. So I don't think Bryce Mitchell, what about you? You got Mitchell or Barbosa. So you believe that uh, Bryce Mitchell should be the favorite? No, not necessarily. I think Barbosa probably should be the favorite, but, but he, I, he's not. He's the oh, is, is Mitchell is Mitchell the favorite? Mm-hmm. Um, see, the thing with Mitchell is like he's super unpredictable, especially once it hits the ground. Like he starts doing like whiskers and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's super unpredictable for a lot of reasons. Um, I I didn't know like how country he is but like i watched the countdown show and i watched embedded and i mean like he lives in a trailer mm-hmm. and he has like farmland and he like feeds his ducks and his chickens and like milks the cows and like that is his goal in life is to eventually be a farmer and like he has one guy that comes in to help him like hit mitts and he has like just a he just checks in at a gym with like another training partner and a dad that kind of took him in and that's that's it for for bryce and like he's amazing but like this dude isn't in like no serious fight camps or anything like that like how good could he really be if he was like really trained and like top like He's won 12 in a row. He's won 12 in a row. And if he beats Barbosa, I mean, we're talking, you know, he's stepping up here. Yeah. I mean, the guy's literally out there, like, shooting squirrels and making squirrel soup and stuff. I mean, like, he's he got his nuts mangled in, like, a chainsaw or something a few years ago. Like, it was like – but anyways, I'm taking Bryce Mitchell, but I – Honestly, this is the fight on paper that I'm the most looking forward to uh, stylistically of the whole night. So, I, I don't um, know. I kind of feel like Barbosa's speed and just like the he's not used to seeing that. Like I feel like that is a different level. Um, I'm leaning towards Barbosa. Yeah, it's an awesome fight though. Awesome. Um, so I got Mitchell. You got Barbosa. We got. Kevin Holland against Alex Cowboy Oliveira. I'll stick by this for till the end of time. When Alex Oliveira fought Cowboy Cerrone, uh, uh, Donald Cerrone, they're both called Cowboy. They should have marketed that Cowboy versus Cowboy. Winner gets the nickname. They didn't do it. They totally missed out on a great opportunity. The fake-ass Cowboy Alex Oliveira, who's actually a, a real actual Cowboy um, where he's from. But... Um, I'm going to take Kevin Holland. I, I, unfortunately, Alex Oliveira is a very unlikable guy. Like he 
the the certain things he does during fights, a lot of the times when he misses weight, like there's just a lot of stuff about him. I just, just very unlikable. And Kevin Holland is the type of dude where like neither both of these guys need to win desperately because I think they're both on losing streaks. But I can't unsee what Kevin Holland did to uh Jacare when he had him on the ground, like yeah. knees bent backwards behind himself. I mean if Kevin Holland hits Alex Oliveira with something like that, it's game over, and I'm just going to ride with that. So I'm going to take Kevin Holland over, over Oliveira. What about you? I also believe this is Kevin Holland's 170 debut. So he's oh, okay, moving yeah. down in weight. So this is his 170 debut. Um, and, I mean, Oliveira is normally just a striker. Like, like he just likes to stand and bang, and the fights are usually wild and crazy. And so if you're going to stand and bang with Kevin Holland and not take him to the ground, I think Kevin Holland's going to win. Yeah. So we're both taking Kevin Holland there. And then the last fight we're going to talk about here on the main card is Sergey Spivak versus Greg Hardy. Uh, Spivak is coming off of a loss to Tom Aspinall. But before that, he won three in a row. And Tom Aspinall is one of those guys at heavyweight that's like, right on the brink of title contention. Like he's looking really, really good. Um, and Greg Hardy's coming off losses to Martin Tybura and Tai Tuyavasa, um, yeah. two heavy handed dudes that are just, just on, honestly, just better MMA fighters than Greg Hardy is. I mean, when you um, look back now and the, the fact that they put him in there with Tai Tuivasa, like that's unfair. That's you, not even like, that's I, wild. I know. No, I agree. Especially with how, where Tuivasa is now, like being pretty much like, the next, one of the next contenders probably for the title. But I mean, you got to also think that that happened one, two, three, four fights after he went to a decision with Alexander Volkov. I know. You know what I mean? Which is like, people can have their opinions of Greg Hardy. I get it. But like, it's a very impressive feat that in Greg Hardy's eighth fight ever, he fought Alexander Volkov and actually went to a decision with him. Yeah. Um, that said, uh, I think Spivak is honestly, and, and Spivak has lost to guys like Tybura and Walt Harris. So it's like, he's really only losing to other guys that are like super heavy handed, which Greg right. Hardy is. Um, so I honestly, I think this is a really good stylistic matchup. Greg Hardy's lost his last two fights. You don't want to be on a three fight losing streak. Um, but I think Spivak's just, he's just going to be too much for him. Just like uh, Tybura and Tuvasa were. I, I think Greg Hardy has a little bit of a ceiling where, he can be successful, and I think he's good enough to be on the UFC roster. Like, I'm not, I don't despise that he fights there, like based on his talent or whatever. But like, yeah. I, I, there is a ceiling to to him because of how late he got into the game, and it's heavyweight, so like you have a better chance at success at that division because it's like anyone can knock out anyone else. But I just don't ever see Greg Hardy breaking through to the next level. Like, he can beat a lot of the guys around him or lower, but like. I just don't see him being Spivak, um, so I'm going to go go with that. What about you? Yeah, I'm with you, and I also I think this is going to be Greg Hardy getting cut after this fight. Um, but I but I think that he definitely uh, I think he overachieved in it going into MMA. And what I could see him possibly doing is like celebrity boxing after this, because Ooh. then he doesn't have to worry about being taken down, and then he can just focus on his hands and. Um, you know, they, there's a lot of football players and stuff they've tried, and but like he could yeah, actually you know, go. You know what the fight is, right? If he does, you, you, I, I don't know what you're gonna say. Are yeah, you do. A Paul Brewer? No, come on, dude. Better than that, a real boxer. 
Oh, a real celebrity not. boxer. You bet Aaron Carter. You Aaron Carter versus Greg Hardy. Wouldn't that be a, 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 a Greg Hardy would Greg Hardy versus Aaron, Aaron Carter. Dude, he would he would punch Flat Aaron Carter's line. head into the oh. nosebleeds. <laughs> oh my god! Like. Flat line, stiff as a board, eyes closed, legs up in the air, out cold. You know which one they might be able to sell, though, just based on, like, the casual viewer? It would be Greg Hardy and Lamar Odom. I mean, rest he would in kill. peace, Lamar he would kill. He would kill Especially Lamar. the fact that, like, he, like, wherever he swings, he's going to hit him. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, oh, my God. I could see him doing Bellator, maybe. I don't know if they want like, the negative press or not. They maybe, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I could see them just being like, no, we're not doing that. Um, I don't really see the PFL doing that. Like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't Yeah. No. I, like I said, it was a good run, but I think it's pretty much over after this fight. So, yeah. Cool. But at least, I will say this, this card is very, like, up in the air it's not like a lot of fighters where i'm like they're for sure gonna win or they're for sure gonna win like it could go either way on a lot of these fights yeah yeah it's a, it's a really good um card on paper so and then you got some guys on the undercard like brian kelleher and tim elliott and stuff i mean there's 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 definitely meat on the bone throughout the whole show but um but yeah so that's pretty much it um we're gonna get out of here in a second i want to give a quick shout out to unkind esports they are the place to be if you're a fan of video games get involved with their community check it out they're playing games on twitch a lot more often uh lately they are they are playing fifa tournaments i know they're getting into halo and other people to play video games on stream for them and compete for them and a whole bunch of stuff right now i say it all the time rob van dam's involved over there there's a lot of wrestling fans over there in the community for unkind esports a lot of mma fans a lot of great crossover a lot of light-minded people i think you you fit right in over there at Unkind. Uh, make sure to follow them on all social media at Unkind Esports and make sure to check out their new website, unkindesports.com. And uh, as far as my stuff I got going on, Fightful Select Weekend or Podcast, that's every Sunday on fightfulselect.com. Uh, three exclusive interviews just dropped on Fightful Select that I did at Terminus. They were, they were quick interviews, but I got some audio from Nasty Leroy, who really has a beef with Cheeseburger, which is hilarious to say out loud. Um, uh, like is my, he my, like the artist formerly known as Cheeseburger? Yeah, now he's uh, yeah the world famous CB or whatever. But um, but yeah, Nasty Leroy was uh was very excited to to talk at Terminus. We'll just put it that way. And he had a lot of. I mean, my opening question to him was like, "I heard you got a beef with cheese." Like you know what I mean? Like I, I beef I just, and cheese. Yeah, uh-huh. like, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, cool. it's good stuff. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> And then uh, I, I did one with Baron Black, who, of course, competed on the show and also is uh, him and Gresham run Terminus. And Adam Priest, who's a guy who's really well known in the Southeast, uh, especially in Alabama and New South and uh, really all over the place. And he did the British rounds match on the pre-show for Terminus. So um, got those up there. You can hear those at FightfulSelect.com. The Weekender was actually free this week, so you don't even need a subscription to listen to this episode. Uh, this last episode from Sunday. So if you want to listen to it, just fightfulselect.com and you don't even need a subscription. But if you enjoy the service, uh, I mean, not to toot our own horns or anything, but it's pretty wild that Fightful, I mean, we're like, as far as like Patreon services for wrestling, Fightful is like far surpassed everything recently, which is like pretty wild. 
Um, so I think there's a lot of stuff y'all y'all will like over there. Um, I should be here tomorrow on the on Jesse Davin's YouTube channel. We're gonna do some AW Revolution predictions and give away another Russell Rumble entry. So if there's anyone in here that missed out or wants to hear more about Revolution from me and Jesse. That'll be youtube.com slash Jesse Davin, J-S-S-I-D-A-V-I-N. She's going to be there live um, at Revolution. Um, they actually, I had a ticket that somebody said I could have down there, but it's just too, the trip is just too expensive, like to go down there and like uh, the whole thing. But Jesse will be there and a lot of people will be there and they're going to have a good time. And me and Jesse will talk about Revolution tomorrow. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore. Use code FightTalk on independentwrestling.tv. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. You can always follow me on Twitter. Um, follow our Instagram account. We'll be posting a lot of pictures there. I'll definitely be posting pictures during WrestleMania weekend, so I'll definitely be cool. And uh, we appreciate your guys' support, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Oh, yeah. Let me uh, let me hit the thing. I forgot that we have, uh, we have an outro now. So uh, we're going to hit that outro, and, yeah, we'll see you, we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Live Rounds. Make sure you leave a like, leave a comment, and donate to Steven Jensen. He will read out your donations on the next week's show. Also, don't forget to follow Doug Bateman and Steven Jensen on Twitter. And if you like what you heard tonight, check out more Live Rounds episodes.